it's it's very nice to be back. Yeah, it's a little bigger. On so, the um, if you are listening, if you are listening to this on the day it comes up, it will be the sixtieth uh, anniversary of Doctor Who. Yes, Yay. which. I don't know why you'd want to, you know, watch our podcast on the anniversary of Doctor Who. You just watch some Doctor Who. But hey, you know, if you're here, stick around. We when have you're some here, discussion. you're family. Come on. Yeah. Like Olive Garden? Yeah, I went to, I went uh, to Olive Garden last like, night. Yes, yes. Like Olive Garden, but they, with cum pills, hypothetically. They, if they, they smack the knife. I, yeah. I promise this will be short. I found this out recently. I didn't know this. Apparently, in Sonic, the, the, the Sonic movie... They were not sponsored by Olive Garden. The <laughs> they writers just oh, yeah. went. They they just thought it was so funny that they wrote it into the script as a recurring gag. That's were they sponsored nice. in the second movie though? I think they were. Yeah, I think they did yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that's Sorry. great. Yeah, <laughs> I just remembered that I saw that the other day and I wanted to mention that. Well, I nice. mean. The funniest restaurant is an Olive Garden. All right. Yeah, so, it's, um, it's Doctor Who podcast. We've been wanting to. I know I've been wanting to do this one for a while because yeah, you know same it's, it's been the big thing coming up. Yeah, it's and, literally uh, the exact right time to do this. I'm excited That's to get right. back into it. So I mean, they're, they're going back to series one. We're getting new specials. It's yeah, this is like this is a full fucking reboot. This is technically like a new. This is the third show. Like has that been confirmed? Had... It yes, it has. Uh, they really? specifically said that the new series will be series one. This was uh, Chuti and Russell both said this, and hmm. on Disney Plus, I believe it's already up as series one, twenty twenty three. This is the official rebranding of Doctor Who. Uh, we've had um, classic Who, new Who, and then I guess this would now be like modern Who. I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, I suppose. The no, the last one is a uh, Dreamcast era Who. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, Dreamcast era Who was the fucking wilderness the years. TV, well, the TV say, movie, yeah. maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. So, um, you had a really good idea at the very beginning. Uh, basically, just all of us starting with our introduction to the series. Yeah. Uh, who, want, who wants? Who wants to go first, class? Uh, Gabe, how about you? Uh, special yeah, guest I actually Gabe. have a very vivid memory of the first uh, episode I ever saw because my family, my my mom, dad, my sister used to watch it every sun Saturday, right? It was Saturdays. Yeah, it was on so, Saturdays. Yeah. It was Saturdays, unless and then unless people you, made it Sundays. That yeah, was. unless you unless you were uh, you came in on the Chibnall era, in which case I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, but that was um, Sundays. But I would always be like, oh, you guys always watch this show. I want to watch it with you. And they were like, no, you're too young. It'll be too scary. Um, it's It comes on too late. You have to go to bed, so on. So I never got to watch it until I was on spring break or like a summer vacation once. And the episode 42 was airing that week. Oh, shit. And oh, so my another Chibnall episode. Set up, yeah, it is a Chibnall episode. My family set up in the hotel room to watch it like they did every week. And I was there and they couldn't just say, like, go away. So they just <laughs> let me watch with them. That's a really frightening episode to start with when you're like, yeah, um, oh, yeah. it's a bit intense. It was a lot of fun. And then I watched it every week after, which means that my second, third, and fourth episodes were Human Nature, Family of Blood, and Blink. See, that's a banger way to start. Yeah, I know. Um, So that was my introduction to the series. And then after that, my dad would always talk about old Doctor Who. 
And so as I kept watching it and as I grew up, I would go and seek out old Doctor Who or they'd be showing it on TV on uh, up in Canada. We had the Space Channel uh, and they would sometimes yeah. go classic Doctor Who. And I remember the first classic episode I watched was Tomb of the Cybermen. The oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, so that was my introduction to the series. Nice. nice. Yeah, you got in with some of the like avant-garde episodes a little bit, the spooky ones. Yeah, some of like the weird, like the ones people look at now and are like, wow, they don't make Doctor Who like this anymore. Uh, <laughs> at least during yeah. the Jody era. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild that you kind of came in on one of Chris Chibnall's best episodes. Like one of the two. I'd say that is his best episode still like it's nothing amazing but it has a great I guess, concept which one is 42 it's, again? it's the one where burn with the me ship. yeah burn with me oh, the one where right. on the ship approaching the sun and they have to get through the 42 doors that are locked by trivia question oh no 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 it's uh it's not 42 doors it's 42 minutes he played that's with it. like the it's, actual runtime of the episode that's it fun. that's it it oh, is 42 man. minutes yeah but they have to get through these doors to get to the heart of the ship to try to redirect it get to the escape pod as they uh as the crew members begin to become possessed by the sun um yeah it's it's, I, I think i remember yeah, yeah. like it, it's it's not great that's not the one with state bad. in it right no that's yeah that's, the, uh, that's the same impossible planet and the, uh, the right. planet, yeah that was that was a good episode that's too. a wacky one but yeah uh what about you guys where did you come on the series uh bane you want to take it uh, for me, it was around, I would say, probably 2010. I, Netflix was just starting to get kind of big. I, I think it was around 2010, and they had Doctor Who at one point on Netflix. I know it sounds baffling, but... Wow, yeah. 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 And uh, I, I started watching the uh, 2005 series, thinking that's where it started, and uh, it was all uphill from there. It was really How are you? Didn't have any idea about the uh, the old the old show. I for for a few years there, most of my media engagement was uh, anything on Toonami, and then anything that was on an Xbox demo disc. So that was kind of my knowledge for a few years there. Yeah, I guess that does track with what we know of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes yeah. sense, uh, right? But yeah, that's a lot of people's starting point. Me, I um, I watched the. Uh, I watched the one special where it was uh, David Tennant and the lady on the bus in like the desert or whatever. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Planet of the Dead. Planet of the Dead is a yeah. very weird one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first. I it was I, we, I didn't really watch it. My my dad was flipping around the channels and I saw that was on and I, I knew that it was Doctor Who. I didn't know anything about the series, but I was like, Dad, I want to watch that one. And he was like, no, it's stupid. And uh, I don't know why he thought it was stupid, but uh, I think it was like years later. I, I don't remember. It would have been like 2011 or something, you know, and around the height of like the, you know, the the big the big sweep in popularity in the like tw early 2010s. Uh, I, I got in on Rose and I, you know, continued from there. And my my first uh, classic episode, I, I started with uh, uh, the fourth doctor and I did uh, robot, I think was the okay. first one I, I think it was robot with him that's a very safe way to start the uh classic yeah, it's a series. good one to start with i'd say it's i i gotta say i did not really enjoy classic who until like a few years later but yeah i it was it was the first because the first few episodes in that season are kind of like 
Well, we'll get into it, but yeah. Well, uh, you. so it was like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the latest of all of you, but uh, it was like oh, yeah. 20, it was like mid 2011, like March or April. And uh, my dad was like, hey, you know, we don't have anything to do. We were just working out in the yard for fucking an hour, two hours. Let's relax and watch something. And he wanted to show me this funny little show called Doctor Who. Uh, he he watched Doctor Who way back when it was airing on PBS here in America. Uh, I'm actually not sure which Doctor he started on. I think it was the fourth. But um, he he showed me uh, Time of Angels, which was the uh, the the first part. The first part of the Matt Smith Weeping Angels two-parter. Yeah, it's Time of Angels and Flesh and uh, Flesh and Stone, uh, right? Flesh and Stone. Flesh and Stone. Flesh and Stone. That's yeah. Mm. So it was just that episode. Uh, there was no Flesh and Stone. I think it's because we were running late for something. So I watched it and I was I was pretty into it. I actually I specifically remember noticing that there was a continuity error. Yeah. In quotes, <laughs> because oh, right, yeah. because um, the the doctor's like coming back to like comfort Amy, and he he got his jacket yoinked by the weeping angels earlier in the episode, but he was wearing his jacket then, and I thought that was yes. so smart for picking that up, and then finished up with um, so you know we you know it was it was a really fun time I really enjoyed it, uh, finished up like that week with flesh and stone on my own time. And yeah, it was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, then I just kind of left it for a while. And Doctor Who just became a thing that I kind of like, but I haven't seen much of. And then uh, I, I, I selected a few episodes from the on-demand thing that my, uh, that my cable provider had. But they were kind of confusing. Uh, one of them was the God Complex. Oh, that's oh. a weird one to start with. It's a good episode, a great episode even, but it is not an early episode. Not a good one. Oh. And the other one was fucking Wedding of River Song. Oh, <laughs> Which is that the would... worst episode, I think, for that an early viewer. That on like three seasons worth yeah. of like if your Yeah, first, it does. It's like if your first Spider-Man comic was like Civil War something it's like <laughs> if your first spider-man comic is like spider island when everyone gets uh, spider powers and you're like what's happening or, or Who one more day yeah one more day one something more day. like that right, it is like one more day <laughs> like nice. what the fuck what am i what am i reading here I so was, uh yeah a little while later uh my girlfriend at the time uh she gave me her netflix login her uncle's netflix login i think Ooh. And so I watched Why'd all of Doctor Uda Who up to mean? huh? Why what did Bean say Uda that? I don't know. I just Why, Why did you? <laughs> oh, my my girlfriend at the time gave me. Her oh, I just wanted Netflix to be popular. Bane went. Ooh, <laughs> sexy stuff. <laughs> so I I watched through from 2005 onwards, uh, in, in, ending at series six because that was all that was uh, available at the time. And I, I absolutely loved it. It was great. So uh, after that, 
I was kind of starving for Doctor Who content, of course. I just finished binging a whole ass show. So I stepped into the classic series with the three doctors. Oh, no. that's that's an interesting pick. Wow, it's, you're it's not too great. bad actually. No, it's but not, it's, it's an interesting choice for first classic. Well, see, my 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 idea was well, I don't want to watch stuff in black and white because I was stupid back then. So I just decided, hey, this is the first three doctors. I'll just watch that. And I mean, yeah, it was all right. Not a great introduction to the third doctor specifically, but still, like it was it was a fun little time. And then I watched Pyramids of Mars, <laughs> which is a fucking amazing story. I love it. Pyramids it of is, Mars is really good. Yeah, it's the one with Sutek. It's uh, basically fourth the doc- doctor and Sarah. Yeah, fourth doctor and Sarah Jane land uh, okay. at Unit Headquarters, but before it was Unit Headquarters, and it's owned by Kind of a Peter Cushing style character. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's it's really good. I and feel like I, I'm probably seeing it at some point, but I don't I don't fully remember. Yeah, I got I it got sounds it. Sounds familiar. It's it's a good one. I recommend watching it. But it uh, comes right after Planet of Evil and Terror of the Zygons, I think. Oh, I've definitely yeah. seen it. Then I remember. Yeah, I, it's, I, I it's, very it's, much remember Terror of the Zygons. That was a that was yeah, one I really liked. It's one. Genesis of the Daleks, Terror of the Zygons, Planet of Evil, Pyramids of Mars, and then oh god, what's the one after? Is that the one with? I think that's I think... the Android Invasion. That's the Hang one on. where you see Harry Sullivan for the last time. I'll go over the. Uh, I'll actually because I have a one hundred percent completely legal uh, copy of literally everything in Doctor Who. Oh, nice! So that's very handy. I think that's season thirteen. Terror of the Zygons, Planet of Evil, Pyramids of Mars, Android Invasion, Brain of Morbius, which we'll probably get we to. We'll talk in a bit. about Brain of Morbius, dude. I and love Morbius. It's a <laughs> Morbius. Yo, you're a Morbhead. Morbhead, yeah. dude. There is, and then the seeds the of doom. The thing about that episode is that there is legitimately a scene where the Doctor morbs out. He um, does. Well, I mean, that movie did have a former Doctor morbing out too. True. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Genesis of the Daleks was the second to last story of the la- of the previous season, which, by the way, was the f- actually I have it right here. It was the uh, it was the first Doctor Who DVD that I bought. Oh, cool! And it's right here, Genesis of the Daleks. It's kind of beat up. But yeah, I got this. Um, I got this along with Destiny of the Daleks because I heard it was a sequel. This one's. Oh better. yeah. This one's. This one's. I just better. watched Destiny of the Daleks. I liked it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a good story, but probably it, seen that one before. But yeah. it's going up against Genesis of the Daleks. There's no yeah. speaking of Genesis of the Daleks. Uh, we actually hold on. Let me so so I'm not going back and forth between the mic. I'm just going to put stuff away real quick. Okay. 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 So um, speaking of Genesis of the Daleks, since we've all uh, go ahead went ahead and said our intros to Doctor Who, uh there's some new content. There is. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure which of you guys have watched it. I'm I guessing all. I saw it. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was a uh, children in need sketch. It was the for... first one of those I've ever seen, actually. Oh, um, you should. You should. If if you go back and rewatch the series, um, I recommend watching them with the children in need sketches between each season. 
those yeah. and also the red nose day sketches um yeah the red nose day sketches are fun the red nose day sketches are so much fun the um oh my god how could i forget what it's called like the classic one time crash no 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 um, Wait, that was that was um, children in need the curse of fatal death yes is one of my favorite pieces of doctor who media uh and Curse it fatal also death is great. technically includes the 12th the 11th 10th and 13th doctors but not the actual ones yeah not the ones um, you know oh yeah. it's that sort of thing uh, yeah really fun i would yeah it, it was it. it was back in 93 when you know they, everyone was was it 93 oh was it that was one of the ones that had like hugh grant in it or whatever yeah, i remember yeah, hearing. Yeah, it was. yeah yeah okay yeah. it's a good one interesting yeah there's a lot of stuff uh i i fucking the the peter cushing movies that they made i think there were i two still haven't them. watched those those are really i've fun. been meaning to yeah there's a lot of things I've been I've I've never seen in the series. There's so it's so expansive. I mean, I've started listening to some of the audio dramas. Uh, we're gonna get into good. we're gonna get into like an overview of you know a little bit of everything probably a little a little bit of everything all the time here here. But uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get into a little overview. But like the Eighth Doctor is like one who got like a shitty TV movie and nothing else. But then yeah, there's just a whole world okay. of. Well, yeah, it was not that bad, but it's it, questionable it got... in places. Yeah, yeah, it, it, but it, he opened all the whole world opened up to him in fucking audio dramas. You ever want to just like drive to work and listen to some Doctor Who action? There's like acted audio books with Doctor Who action, hours and hours of it, fucking seasons of it. And I really recommend it. Really I'll pull up some recommendations uh, once we kind of get around to that. Yeah, like yeah. I, People look at Doctor Who, and the interesting thing is a lot of people think of it in the context of the modern era, like yeah. the newer stuff, and they know that there's stuff before it, but I don't think people realize just how like much Doctor Comics Who and books and video games. Video games yeah. Say that, like, Grey's Not as many Anatomy, as I'd like. Grey's Anatomy is white woman's one piece, right? <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who is like British one piece. Um, I hate that means so much, but yeah, yeah. I mean, accurate. I can kind of see it. I mean, the difference is it's a little messier than One Piece, you know, a little bit less planned, obviously, but, like, it's very lengthy. doesn't feel like it's going in a direction as much as just, like, kind of continuing forever, but I, I can see the connections, you know. Um, it's, it's a thing where, like, when people look at Doctor Who... They know, like, oh, the 10th Doctor, 11th Doctor. But I don't think people realize that Doctor Who started 60 years ago, the yeah. day after JFK's assassination. Um, <laughs> JFK, JFK took his last convertible ride, and then the next day, Doctor Who started. Like, I think remember my dad that. telling when the, like, about his, his experience when the first episode of Doctor Who premiered, because he's British, and he watched it the first day it premiered. And he was just, he was a little kid, and it terrified him. Wow! And yeah. then it did the same thing to me. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah, just how mean, long this has been going. The first episode is pretty haunting in a way, and then the rest of that serial is just kind of, eh. yeah. Oh well, I can definitely <laughs> see it being a little bit scary. Yeah, 
You win some, you lose some. Really, what was I saying? So there's new content. New oh, Doctor right. Who content. Yeah. The, uh, new the Children Genesis in Need the yeah. And I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. Because there's a bit of a discourse. Yeah. There's a bit of a discourse. Um, so you might have noticed that uh, Davros was up and walking around in the uh, Children in Need sketch. Yes. Uh, typically, he isn't. And, you know, it's kind of seen as, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, it's very excusable because this is earlier than Genesis of the Daleks, Davros, even though it does contradict the, uh, the Big Finish audios that Davros yes. took, took part in. However, you know, Doctor Who just does that. Yeah, it 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 just be like that. So Russell T. Davis said after the fact that he intentionally made that decision so as to not play into the stereotype that disabled people are evil. And there's been some discourse about that. Yeah. Mm. So when I saw it, I just thought that there was something I missed where he was always, you know walking before some incident happened oh he was he he was a completely normal looking scarin they even in uh peter capaldi's run they actually show him as a child at one point yep um and he just looks like a young mm. child you know um so what's the problem then if i remember correctly what happens that causes him to be put in the chair is that the like explosion from one of the um audio dramas i don't remember actually um oh no you know what it was it was one of the audio dramas and there was a bombardment on the khaled facility he was working in and it caused him to become so severely damaged that he was stuck in the chair yes Um, it, it happens in the audio drama called guilt yeah but i think that takes place like Oh, it's 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 part of a larger series called I Davros. Yeah, like it's mm. a it's a it, it it takes place not that long before the stuff you see him in in the chair in the series. So like, there's no problem with showing him not disfigured. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of people are upset, kind of strangely upset that uh, going forward Davros is not going to be in his like life support unit. He's going to be um, walking around. I saw someone say that he should be he should become kind of like a disembodied head kind of idea. Yeah, they did that in um, Remembrance of the Daleks. Kind of. It's he's like a head and shoulders covered in wires in Remembrance, isn't he? Yeah. Um, hmm. And I actually like that idea. I think that that's a good uh, substitute because the whole point of Davros is that he seeks, you know, immortality, right? Um, yeah. He's trying to continue to advance his life. So why not have him become like a head in the jar kind of threat? It it removes the element of the like disability from him, but still keeps him as this like menacing inhuman uh, entity. Yeah, but a a lot of people are getting kind of strangely upset about that because is it the usual people, the pronouns people? Yeah, but um, some of them. Oh, Even one notable, sign, I know where you're going with this. Signed a petition 
Oh God! Always with the petition to to Parliament, British Parliament, to get them to change it. Right, they're sure. gonna change the the disabled guy back. Is is, is wrong? Oh. oh, I don't like how you made him sound like a beetle. What you gonna mm. change him back? Oh, well, and you know who's just at the core of this, right? Is it Ian Levine? It is Ian Levine. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. that guy again, the the racist guy. He was saying that. No, 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 no. Ian Levine is not racist. That's Steph Coburn. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Who is this fellow? Ian Levine. He opposed the idea of a female doctor. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's you know all you really need to know. Uh, he made a statement where he was like, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm in a wheelchair, and I'm very offended by the fact that Davros won't be in a wheelchair." Uh, and compared it to a Dalek being offensive to salt shakers. Oh, yeah, I, I did see that part. And then him and his Facebook Doctor Who group that he runs signed, uh, started that petition to, to Parliament. Oh, me and my Facebook Doctor Who group are going to put you away. What a um, fucking bullies. Weird. Ian Levine is uh, the one we talked about last time. Who is responsible for um, Doctor in Distress? Yeah. Oh. Which I'm not sure how many people bring up Doctor in Distress when they're talking to him about how stupid he is, <laughs> but I hope it's a lot. I really hope it's a lot. Uh, I love Doctor in Distress, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the current Doctor Who discourse right now. Is Davros should be disabled no matter what. Mm. Um. Or, or, because there's a, there's a different side to this. There's a certain side who says that this has, like, been a discussion from the very start. Yeah. Apparently, like, apparently people have been very, very outspoken about how Davros is insensitive to people with disabilities. They have. This has been an ongoing discussion, yeah. I, I have never seen that, ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The whole ongoing, like... You know, we can't have people clap, change it to jazz hands kind of thing. That is kind of silly, but, like, I mean, as as a disabled, I don't know, I guess if they had a hook-hand guy, it would be playing into a stereotype, too, but, you know, what's... I don't know, I guess they have to include a character, though, who's in a wheelchair, who's, like, a good version of that, like, a different stereotype. Like, they're more like Bentley from Sly Cooper, I guess. Instead of being evil, they're like a helpful guy in a wheelchair, you know. And I think there is an actual wheelchair-bound actor, I think that's the right term, in the new series. Uh, I don't think sure. one's been announced, but they have made the uh, the new TARDIS a lot more accessible in that way. Well, wasn't, there, wasn't there a wheelchair? Let me see. Um, there was, I think a, People got a kid... very upset because they thought that uh, she would be the new companion. Oh, like, oh, the, the unit woman. The unit woman. Fuck, yes, Ruth name? Madley. Um, yes. People were very upset that she was in the show because they thought that they were going to have the doctor's companion be in a wheelchair, which, uh, oh, according to them, was a travesty and inexcusable. Uh-huh. Um, All right, I mean, I will say, like, trying to make a handy-capable TARDIS is a little bit silly, but... People complaining that the doctor couldn't possibly have a handicapped companion is significantly dumber, I, I yes. would say, than anything you could 
suggest uh, in the in the uh, the the opposite. Uh. Yeah, it was very silly. And then of course they announced the real companion, and everyone, okay, cool, it's okay. She's just yeah, it's a, it's a white the two legs, it's a white woman. Fine. We're safe. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> great, great. Well, you know, they got burned over having a, a a black gentleman play the doctor, so they had to. They have to. Their anger has to smolder in some direction, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. There's going to be a disabled. There's, you know, I don't know. People are going to be. I mean, because also, I don't know. There's going to be like probably gay representation at some point, and people uh, are going to yeah, scream about there's that. There's been so much. Yeah. But like obviously like, that's gonna happen and people are gonna oh and people like, the, the worst thing people are gonna act like it's surprising is the thing you're gonna get these nerdrotic type of channels screaming about like they've changed doctor who again and it's like no they've there's yeah, pretty much been shit like that since the they, fucking 70s or whatever they, they are they are straight up going to complain that the series written by a gay man is going to have gay representation also Jack Harkness is a fan favorite and he's a pansexual yeah. man. Like <laughs> he is the most pansexual man. He is canonically the gayest man in the universe in Doctor <laughs> Who. Willing to uh -huh. fuck anyone who will willingly fuck him. Yeah, like I find it really funny when people get upset about like LGBT or like I don't I hate the term woke. Same. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh it's lost all people of its get meaning. upset about that I'm stuff sure and it it's like you place. haven't been watching this show river song yeah. was also bisexual yeah of course there was jenny and vastra in the modern series clara i believe was also canonical yeah. bisexual i forgot who it was uh virginia wolf she kissed or something something, something yeah like something that. like that but like this there's been stuff like that for ages like actually i think it was jane austen you know i remember in like i remember when uh well was being announced you know and everybody was like who's gonna replace matt smith all of that fervor uh you know there was a lot of people being like is it gonna be a woman is there gonna be the first female doctor obviously that eventually did happen but uh you know at the time i do remember being kind of like well there shouldn't be a woman doctor but at this point, it's like, well, you know, he can fucking regenerate his fucking body. I don't know why, why that's, why that's the, why that's the problem that that he turns into a a she like. Yeah, and like say what you will about Stephen Moffat's writing, but I kind of appreciate that throughout Twelve's run, he repeatedly is like, guys, Time Lords can literally become completely new people. Who cares if they are now a woman? They don't care. Why do you yeah. care so much? Well, yeah, and what is it? Hellbent, I think it's Rassilon regenerates into like a black lady or something. Not yeah. Rassilon, it's the, uh, I don't think he has a name. Hang on. It's uh, the other guy, yeah. No, no, he has a name. It's, um, oh god, what's his name? The war, the war chief, the war president, something oh, like no, that. Oh no, is it just yeah. the 12th general? I think it's just the 12th general. The general. Yeah. Okay. Um, but people got really upset about that, despite it being like, a really minor element of that episode that just kind of happens and they move on. Mm. Honestly, honestly, for me, the most canon breaking part of that is that it gave him fucking or gave her fucking eyeshadow. Yeah. That Where did cool. that come from? Where did that come from? Moffat? Um, <laughs> but then I like, that, I like that Moffat did that as just a like, who cares? It, it can happen. Who cares? Just move on. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, 
the the best master. I, I'm I'm just going out and saying it. the best master. No, I agree. Is fucking Missy, the the yeah, one I mean, that was a woman. They had already established that at the start of Capaldi's run with one of the best characters in modern Doctor Who and in old Doctor Who, in my opinion. I think Missy is one of my favorite Doctor Who characters ever by the yeah. end of Capaldi's run. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. About it. <sighs> Excuse me. All right. So there's so much to talk about. I'm not even sure what to talk about next. Um, uh, what's y'all's favorite doctors? Well, what is oh, the series man. about? We've done all of this. Oh, well, about? I mean, I, I would assume that someone clicking on this would know, but I guess for, yeah. for, for the... Maybe maybe, uh, maybe swap this and the uh, the previous conversation if you want to. I, I might. We'll, we'll play it by ear. How about that? Sure. So, um, for those of you who don't know and have sat through all of this so far, mm. uh, Doctor Who is a show that, you know, originally started in... 1963 uh, on the day that this was uploaded and well huh. EST yeah but uh <laughs> yeah start started in 1963 it's about an alien time traveler by the name of the doctor and yes. his First assorted companions the. yes the, yeah. <laughs> actually actually uh, his his full name is Dr. Disco that's true not not Dr. Funkenstein Hell yeah. So the doctor and his various companions, the changes surprisingly often uh, inside a time travel device that is bigger on the inside and looks like a old British police telephone box known as the TARDIS. Yeah, what does and, it stand for, Tristan? Oh, it stands for uh, Tingly Arses. Dingling in space. <laughs> it stands for. You just said Tatus. <laughs> did did? Uh, close oh oh, uh, rapidly <laughs> dingling. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it stands for time and relative dimension in space. Actually, is it dimension or dimensions? Dimension. I think it's dimension. Dimension. Oh okay. Actually, I can I can check. It's uh, time and relative dimensions in space. All right. Oh, I thought it wasn't plural. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, that's that's the basic premise of the show. Um, the Doctor and his assorted companions going around getting into hijinks, you know, having having a fun old time. Sometimes a really not fun time. A lot of the time, there's normally like some sort of horribly traumatic lesson. time. Sometimes. Well, yeah, the show started as kind of like an education, a semi edutainment program. Yeah, where because the initial thing was it was uh, an old, uh, an elderly gentleman kind of grandfather, grandfatherly figure, uh, and his uh, what like twenty year old daughter is she's like in high school or something actually I think uh, she's like fifteen she's like, I think fifteen at least okay 15, fifteen presenting yeah. yeah um she's she uh, you know and I think her teachers initially as well go yeah. on this uh, journey across time and space and everything and. And that was kind of before they had any idea of, you know, her being or him, him being, you know, like regenerating into other people or anything like that. Yeah, this is early, early. Yeah, this is uh, the very beginning days. And then, you know, later on, they kind of stapled some some extra lore to that, you know, and uh, I think they it did it a bunch of well. times. 
Well, yeah. sometimes sometimes it worked well. Like yeah. the first series of Doctor Who was a combination of let's go see Marco Polo, let's go to the Aztecs, let's see cavemen, and also, oh, what a strange alien creature. They're from planet Glorbulon. You know, it was a kind of weird mix of that, but it worked. It, it worked really well. Yeah, actually, um, let me let me go over the first few stories because I still have it was that, uh, it was an unearthly child, and then it was the Daleks, and which, then it was Edge of Destruction. Yeah, so an unearthly child. We'll just go ahead and say it. Not that great. Watch the first episode. It's yeah, fine. the first episode is good. The rest of it is just kind of people stumbling it's, around in a cave. It's, it's boring, boring caveman politics, and also the doctor mm-hmm. tries to kill one of the cavemen, which I think is the uh-huh. best part of the of anything past the end of the first episode. There is a really funny scene where he's like, I will kill this caveman, and everyone's like, please don't. <laughs> Ian, Ian's like, whoa, what are you doing, buddy? And the doctor's like, oh, no, I just picked up this rock to ask him to draw our way back to the TARDIS. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> um... <laughs> So um, then, right after, because like it, it was very unpopular after the first episode, and then the Daleks happened, which is like big, big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Da- Dalek mania is a thing that exists. It, it is a thing that happened in the in the in the mid to late sixties. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't that was a whole ass eight part episode, seven parts. Sorry. And then afterwards, you have the Edge of Destruction, which is just kind of a bottle episode. Then oh, afterwards, yeah. you have Marco Polo, which is keys. lost to time. Yeah, sadly, oh, is that uh, one of those? let me. So sadly, a lot of episodes from the first and second Doctor's runs are missing. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not completely yeah. missing. Uh, we have audio from all of them. It's just we don't have full video from like. Close to a hundred of them. Yeah, and it was because at the time the BBC were uh, running out of tape, and so they started to record over. Well, there were some people that were doing it fucking on purpose, like out of spite or some shit. Yeah. Um, but they basically chose specifically to record over a lot of Doctor Who stuff, especially around uh season three onwards. I think. Um, so what we have is cobbled together from. Uh, people's VHSs that they recorded Doctor Who onto uh, as it was broadcasting a lot of the time. Yeah. Nice. And there, there, there's almost 100 missing episodes. Uh, there's the possibility of more uh, coming up, although that possibility is getting smaller and smaller, of course, by the year. Uh, there's some intrigue recently, though. Some A uh, few people recently have been... Uh, sort of talking about some episodes that are in people's collections, and the BBC just, uh, just they basically just announced amnesty uh, to anybody who wants to like bring forward old tapes. They're not going to prosecute them or anything. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully cool. we'll see that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Sadly, Marco Polo was lost to time. I'm going to pull up uh, the rest of the missing episodes. Yeah, I, I know a lot of the second Doctor. Like, isn't it like most of the second Doctor was yeah, basically lost the time? Almost the entirety of his first two seasons are just gone. I think yeah, only, so. I don't remember if it's specifically just this one, but I think only Tube of the Cyberman is complete. I don't know if any of the others are complete. Fuck. Oh, that's horrible. Um, All right. Well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to he that. He has to be. He has to be like. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, oh, um, you go ahead and finish that thought. Oh, I was just gonna say Patrick Trotman has to be like the most odd. Probably the most unpopular doctor because he just doesn't have anything to work with. I mean, even Paul McGann has been like redeemed in light of the you know the audio dramas. I guess there's some stuff like that for you know that like recreate audio recreations of some of those stories. I think there's some things yes. like that, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's very unfortunate. Yeah, the it's lost media curse. Man. Yeah. So um, Marco Polo is entirely missing. Um, there there are reconstructions for all. Like, you know, to varying degrees of success and, you know, decentness. Uh, there, there are recreations of all the episodes that are missing. But typically it's just going to be telesnaps and audio narration between, like, you know, overlapping the audio of the original episode. Mm. But uh, Marco Polo is entirely missing. The next episode is The Keys of Marinus, which I haven't watched. It's a weird one. And then it ties directly into the Aztecs, I remember. Yeah, the Aztecs, well, a lot of these just kind of, like, bled into each other. Like, you would have them be like, oh, 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 we're landing from our previous adventure. And then it just starts a new one. I know that the Sensorites is the first Doctor Who story that establishes that they are now in the future. Like, they have actually... As opposed to going back in time, they have now gone forward in time. I'm pretty sure that's the first yes. uh, story. I'm pretty um, sure. At the very least, you know, you could argue that Keys of Marinus takes place in the in the future. Because I don't remember them saying that they were a different race. Yeah, and then it's also hinted later on after they introduced the Ood that the Ood are like um, a kind of like... Kind of like Cousins evolutionary of the, uh, sibling of the sensorites yeah um yeah. similar to the uh the sea devils and the Silurians. yeah yeah i mean doctor who is one of the more i would say one of the more successful there's obviously notable outliers like the untimely child scenario but there's one of the more successful like ongoing canon storylines for a long time you think of like Again, compare it to like a Spider-Man where it's like it's basically like in shambles at this point. And if you look at anything for longer than a minute, it's like, oh, yeah, this whole fucking thing is based on just complete nonsense and fucking, you know, like Gwen Stacy had sex with Norman Osborn and all of this insane shit. But Doctor Who, it's like, you know, it's been going for nearly uh, just about 60 years, 60 as of, you know. When this goes when this, up, yeah. When this is when this is up, it will be sixty years. Yeah, and it's like mostly intact. I mean, there's some dumb stuff that's happened. There's definitely been some weird decisions and bad moments, and people don't like you know Jody or whatever. But like you know, for the most part, fucking it's it's been like sixty years of at least decent quality. You know, yeah. Like well, nothing, nothing so crazy that they like the ruined everything. When you really look back at the history of Doctor Who, the thing that's very admirable, especially about writers like Stephen Moffat, actually, like Russell T. Davies did it a bit um, and kind of to the detriment of Stephen Moffat's writing, he did it a little too much. But he's kind of the reason that a lot of classic Doctor Who stuff still exists now. Um, oh, yeah. Russell T. Davies yeah. did it again a bit, but he did it in ways where it's like, the Macra were a uh, second Doctor enemy, and then in the episode Gridlock uh, on uh, New New Earth, when they're in the, the gridlocked highway system, below mm. them are the Macra, 
but they've like evolved and they've like kind of become these just monstrous entities. So like they're not really the same, but he kind of brings them back. Um, yeah. Stephen Moffat yeah. did a little bit more concretely with stuff like the Silurians, where he was like, this is a thing that hasn't been touched for 40 years. Bring it back. Well, the Zygons were a big one in that yeah, um, the one special. And he used for them the 50th in anniversary, yes. Hell, actually. 50th, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people kind of don't really like the uh, new Zygons because they like contradict old canon. But I, I think it's, you know, I think it's done relatively well. I think that it suits the purpose of this is a race so many generations later from where we saw them previously and they've changed over time. I think it works, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, people have an issue with the fact that they tried to have like a little bit of depth and be like, hey, this race isn't no, it's, entirely exclusively it's not evil. That. No, it's not okay. that. It's 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 basically it's some like muddling of their exact powers. Because oh, the Zygons okay. are shapeshifters, and originally they had to have the shapeshifters, they had to have the shapeshifties, like, in a pod, and yeah. they, they they don't have that, you know, again. Well, they kind of do that later on. Yeah, yeah, they 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 keep it, but only for, like, you know, thought transfers and stuff like that. Exactly. They make it, th- which... Again, in my opinion, that's like whatever. They just made it so that the Zygons could look like you, but they wouldn't have your complete consciousness and memories they, unless you were in a pod, which is fine. Yeah, maybe they're like fucking Alolan variant Zygons and they're slightly different, you know? It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's I, like I, the Suntarans. The Suntarans have never been exactly the same as they used to be, you know? Yeah. Well, no, it's... It, I mean, it's also like Star Trek where, like, you look at the original Klingons and they're just like vaguely racist character like i think they're kind of supposed to be like mongolians and they're you know in like almost yellow face in like the original series <laughs> yeah it's exactly. it's like not they're not really in like alien disguise it doesn't look like ridged forehead like wharf men they're like you know and and people complain about that i mean a, i think a better example would be it's it's honestly amazing that daleks have looked basically the same for most of the time like you know they gave them new colors like a decade ago or something and that lasted for two episodes and then they never touched it again (laughs) yeah yeah that is true yeah i don't know why but uh the the many colored m&ms of the the new daleks but i actually really liked the idea of daleks having a color hierarchy hierarchy to differentiate their roles but I don't yeah. think they did it well. I think that could have been done just better. That was the um, Winston yeah. Churchill episode, right? That was, yes. yeah. Yes. The, the, like, the yellow Dalek being the science expert. That's like, okay, that's kind of fun. You know, you can look at a Dalek and you can see its role in their uh, operation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah, that... I to continue with that. I think that it's mostly the fault of... the The episode just doesn't really do them that well it doesn't no uh it focuses too much on the idea of daleks in world war ii and not enough on what they're trying to set up with those new daleks well i was i was thinking also more than just uh more than just like story-wise like like visibly like it's just not like their their big epic transformation scene just isn't really directed that well 
Yeah, absolutely. And it also takes place in a very soulless looking metal room that looks nothing like a Dalek ship. Yeah. So I, I sadly fun idea. I'm not sure if it's exactly good, but you know, it's at the very least worthy of checking out. Uh, I, but then, again, I yeah, think it's they, good in concept, you know? Yeah. They just, they just kind of fucked it up. Yeah. Meanwhile, which, which the, a lot throughout Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Cybermen have basically looked like a little bit different almost every time they show up. Yeah. Yes. And I think that really fits with their theme. And it also, yeah, like, that's true. I'm not going to say anything specific, but there's an element of the Cybermen. Uh, obviously, the Cybermen that we see for a lot of David Tennant's run are based on the alternate Earth Cybermen designs. You know, that's kind of when they got a, a full redesign with like yeah. the, the more rounded chest piece and the specific design of the helmet. But uh, Peter Capaldi's run actually does Cybermen really well at the end. I'm not going to say anything specific. Yeah, um, especially especially since uh, Claw just just watched Series 9. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, a, 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 a good amount of Series 9. I'm, I'm fairly yeah. caught up, yes. Yeah. But um, his, his final season uses the Cybermen really well at the end in highlighting um, in-world evolution of Cybermen, but also throughout the series how their design has evolved. They actually tie that into the episode, which is really clever. It's really, um, it's, it's, a, it's just a great episode, too. It's a fantastic. I love that two-parter. Um, but yeah, like, they've looked mostly the same. They have the same, like, ideas every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of... Look mostly the same. I mean, a lot of the time... Yeah, the Centaurans mostly look the same. A lot of the time it'll be, like, the hyper fans complaining about, like, this, this you know, costume used to look stupid and from the, the 70s, and now it looks newer, and why doesn't it look stupid anymore? And like, like that's basically it. It's like, well, it just looks a little better now. It's you know, it doesn't need to be like a lore thing. What's well, like you know? For... I've seen people in... get upset about Master and his performances and like the way he looks in different iterations. And I'm like, guys, at one point he was just like a charred corpse. Yeah, he was like, crispy. Just get over it, man. Yeah, I will say. There, there are some instances where the old fans have it right. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah to yeah. be fair, to be fair, one of them is just because the costumes prosthetics just stopped working while shooting. That's uh, Legend of the Sea Devils. Oh, yeah, oh, Sea yeah. Devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but anyway, we we should probably uh, really quick just yes. get back. We'll, we'll we'll do a, like a broad history of the show because. Oh yeah. Well, really quick, should we get into yeah. our, our sponsor? We should. Ah, yes. Who's, Bane's... who's our lovely sponsor for today? Ah, you should take it away. Cushy Dreams. Oh, my favorite. Yes. Look, it may be bigger inside a blue box, but I can tell you what is bigger. Your highness when you smoke Cushy Dreams. Yo. Totally nailed it by the end there. Look. Beautiful. Cushy Dreams currently until uh, December 15th has a deal going on where if you use our promo code on any item, any purchase, you get a chance to win up to $150 worth of free Delta 8 and CBD product. That's that's $150 of just free stuff that you get for just yeah. using our code. That's extra. That's shit you didn't even plan on getting. And you could win. Yeah. 
Again, age is 21 oh, yeah. up and older, you kind of in the United States, etc. But you can put that extra winnings, you know, you can put the the 25% off towards extra weed. Yeah. You can put you can get fucking a whole bundle of fucking weed. You can buy munchies to go with it. It's a really there's a lot of options available to some you. Good or, or 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 Maybe maybe watch some Doctor Who while you're high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. I've 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 watched Doctor Who while high before. It's quite nice. Very much so. It, it makes some of the because uh, I've watched some of the older episodes really high and it makes it make a little bit yeah. more sense. Oh yeah. Well, less less make more sense. More you don't notice the wobbly sets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, you you get a little bit high with some cushy dreams. You put on one of those episodes where the greatest effect they had the budget for was a a, a platform that rises a little bit and some smoke shoots shoots out, while a guy stands on top and goes ha 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 ha, and then just like you have the biggest fattest cushy dreams joint in the world, and you go to town yeah. on that. Oh, man. And I mean, hey, you don't have to you don't have to stick with the pre rolls if you don't want to. You can get yourself some flour too. Yeah, get yourself some Delta Eight, Delta Nine. Don't they have Delta Ten at this point? I don't but, think there's, so. There's but, a lot of different Delta things. But they do have the thousand milligram uh, edibles. So thousand milligrams a bag, and that's that's Delta Eight, and they come in blue raspberry, green apple, and what's that? What's what are the other flavors? I think there was a tangerine. Yeah, it's tangerine. Tangerine's Delta Nine. Yes, which are the ones that we've had, and they're quite nice. I think the, the Delta 8 ones, it's blue raspberry, but I think it's assorted. Okay. All right. There's nice. a variety, folks. Grab an assorted. Yeah, yeah. There are now it some uh, THCA pre-rolls also, which promo codes Ooh. do not apply for currently. But Oh, that's a shame. But they, they, yeah. will, they will be something that you're looking into deeper. But I'm going to try some of those soon myself. Nice. Mm. Yes. I'm definitely going to have to, at some point, get myself some, too. But yeah, th- take a look at their oh, website, yeah. com. Really good shit. That's, and remember, remember, remember 21 and over children. <laughs> to use code LOUD25 at checkout to get 25% off of your purchase, as well as entering in to win $150 in product. Are you sure that wasn't LOAD25? Yes, I'm very sure. I'm not a stupid Norwegian. <laughs> All right, just making yeah. Yes. Get that one safe. Shout it from the rooftops, folks. Loud twenty-five at checkout. That's L O U D two five at checkout. Right there. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what were, uh, what where were we doing? do we want to go? Um. Well, <laughs> we want to do a very brief history of the show. Yes. So well, um, it was a fucking Canadian show. Eat shit. It, yes, it was. Uh, it was. Co- it was produced by Sydney Newman, who is Canadian. Oh my! Yeah, we um, are. There's... Wasn't uh, Terry Nation also Canadian? I, I maybe not. I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. No, maybe. I don't. Th- I don't think so. But at least, yeah, Sydney Newman was Canadian, and he was uh, Welsh. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, the Welsh have a have a strong history in uh, Doctor Who. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah. So, um, started off in 1963, and it ran pretty successfully for three years. Uh, then William Hartnell got kind of sick, and they decided, you know, instead of recasting him, someone who looks like William Hartnell, or 
ending the show that's really popular, we're going to do something uncharacteristic and silly. So they they came up with this concept of the doctor being, you know, heavily wounded and just changing his body, his entire body and in the process healing. And that's why Oh geez, how many of them do we have now? We have like thirty doctors, fifteen uh, main ones. Technically, okay. actually okay. sixteen. Okay, well, so we're up to fourteen, but then fourteen no numbered incarnations. Doctor. We're up to fifteen. Right. Um, yeah. We're up to fifteen, but there's also the War Doctor. So that's sixteen, but there's also the Morbius Doctors, and there are. <laughs> There's the there's the fugitive doctor. There's the fugitive doctor as well. So that brings us to seventeen. At least six incarnations of the timeless for, child. For those folks who don't know, by the way, the Morbius doctors is not a joke. Yes, no. yes. This um, is this is from a story called The Brain of Morbius. It's not from Morbius the twenty twenty one. However, Matt film. Smith was in that movie. In Morbius, yeah. Yes, he was. And then in The Brain of Morbius, we see eight versions of the Doctor. So that brings us up to twenty six. Um, yes. And then again with the six iterations of the Timeless Child as well, that brings us to what thirty one. And That's then a lot there's... of doctors, and then and then there's a mm. whole bunch of like there's a curator from the uh, 50th anniversary so heavily special. Implied to be an iteration of the Doctor, yeah. There's also a second incarnation of the curator for uh, Big Finish. Yes, there is. Um, then there's some alternate universe doctors. Some yeah. of the fucking Mister Bean doctors and shit like that. Yeah, there's um, Rowan Atkinson as the Ninth Doctor. Let me actually. Hold There's the six doctors in the Curse of Fatal Death, I believe, because it's uh, it's um, oh god, it's Rowan Atkinson, Richard E. Grant, Hugh Laurie, not Hugh Laurie, Hugh Grant, yeah, not Hugh Laurie, yeah, That'd Hugh be Grant, cool, Jim Broadbent, and Joanna Lumley. Um, so we see five doctors there. Um, There's also the uh, the Scream of the Shalka Doctor. Yeah. Mm. Who was also, also played, fact, yeah, also played by Richard E. Grant. Fun fact, hmm. Curse of Fatal Death was written by Stephen Moffat. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's all of them. I think it's about 36. Well, there's there's some more for Big Finish, but let's just round it up to an even 40. Well, yeah, um, there has to be about 40, yeah. Um, meanwhile, they're only allowed to have 12 or something, right? Yes, so... Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. The third Doctor kind of pumped some success into the show uh, because it was set mostly on Earth, and I guess that was just the type of stuff that audience want, the audience wanted at that point. He became more of an action hero kind of guy who would give a, a judo chop to the bad guy. <laughs> but then um, the fourth Doctor came along, and, well, actually... They, they they started doing off-Earth stuff around halfway through the third Doctor's run, uh, specifically. Yeah. Specifically after the 10th anniversary. Well, the third which... Doctor was, like, was like exiled to Earth specifically, yes. right? Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Exiled like, to he Earth. He would drive around. He would work with a unit who are uh, an in-world, um, like, extraterrestrial, supernatural uh, yeah. organization. Um, I, like and I don't want to... 
I don't want to gloss over the third doctor too quickly because he's actually up there on he's really the list good. of no, my favorite doctors. I love Yeah. Him. I wasn't expecting cuz I don't know. I I like the fourth doctor and I was I I watched some third doctor on a whim at some point and I'm like, yeah, this is maybe going back a little far. It's stupid. It's old. I won't like it, but no, he's got a lot of energy. He's very unique. I would say that, like, Peter Capaldi is the closest thing to the third Doctor that we have now. Well, we'll get uh, to that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got a lot of his own thing going on, too. But, yeah, no, he uh, he's very action-oriented. He gets into, like, uh, is it like sword fights with fucking people and, like, yes. you know, yeah. judo chops people. Uh, calls people nitwits, and he's just very irritable. Uh, I I really like him. And then, uh, yeah, I think hasn't his son? His son went on to play Alfred in the Gotham show. I don't yep. know if he was ever involved in Doctor Who um, in any way. Sean Pertwee was. Um, Sean Pertwee, I believe, is only in the Five-ish Doctors. The, okay. The, the little I think I saw that. They did. I think that's the that only one's really good. That he's done that anything one. Doctor Who related. I think so. Yeah. Well, that's um, interesting. He looks and sounds a lot like his dad, but um, well, he's yeah, he's no. actually uh, dressed up as his dad for like Halloween and stuff. He's dressed up in a third Doctor costume. Oh, uh, cool! A bunch of times. Yeah. I, I think I think the reason that he hasn't been back to play the third Doctor, like he hasn't, you know play the third doctor is because like i'm pretty sure it was a, like a thing with he didn't really want to you know revisit that to you know because he doesn't want to be typecast or whatever well you know? no 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 it's it's because you know he didn't want the memories to come back from his dad you know oh, making sure. him, you know kind of sad because yeah. you know uh, typically dads are good and you spend <laughs> a lot of time with them and <laughs> if you once once they're gone you know, revisiting yeah. the shit that they did might well, make also you it's a bit like, sad. You don't want to be like impose yourself on exactly. your dad's legacy, yeah, that, that kind of thing, too. Yeah, I think he's discussed that, and he said something very similar to that before. Um, yeah, so I, I think would definitely he's say the, the starting to doctor. warm up to it, though. Okay, yeah, because I'm the, sure the, he's. I'm pretty sure he's done like big finish. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Doctor Who's always been a little bit weird about, like, because they'll have people replace, uh, you know, like... He's not showed up in the, uh, like, in Big Finish. Oh, no, okay. When the, when the, but when the first Doctor, like, was no longer able to show up anymore, um, William Hartnell, right? That's... that's yes, Doctor. William Hartnell, yeah. Yeah, when he was no longer able to show up, they would get uh, what was his name again? It was Richard Richard, Hern Richard Herndolf in the Five yeah. Doctors, which is a bit further down the timeline. Yeah, and then yeah. after that, they brought in David Bradley to play him, which I think yeah. is a stellar choice. I do too. And David Bradley, awesome as the first Doctor. They've done this a lot, but they they do tend to try to use like stock footage of the doctor if they, they can, use archive footage quite often archive yeah. footage and and yeah so whenever it's like oh why don't they just do you know a new like an episode that has like a new guy as the old doctor well it's because they they try to have like i think they want to maintain like you know let that the past be the past kind of let the, the yeah. current thing have some yeah it, it's a it's a mixture like that. of that actor availability because like the oldest doctor that we currently have access to, besides David Bradley as the first doctor, is Tom Baker, the fourth doctor. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He has made it a point to not appear on TV as the fourth doctor 
past his like you know exit which he's broken that rule a few times kind of yeah, kind of yeah he did show he, up in was it the 50th anniversary he showed up in the 50th anniversary not as the fourth doctor well like he did a, in, he did in archive footage but he he showed up at the very end not as the fourth doctor but as the curator who right. is definitely the doctor but it's written to be vague <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and he he's also showed up to like film an ending for shada which is the uh the oh, i'm sorry i got a ping it's the uh oh geez i'm sorry something something just i just got a dm okay so i'm um, just gonna, gonna ignore that uh so shit where was i <laughs> my brain uh, the end of shada yeah he did he did actually I think that's the one I'm watching now, if I'm not mistaken. Really? So Shada, Shada is an unfinished story, famously unfinished, from like 1981. Douglas Adams wrote it, and it's kind of boring, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, that might just be because it's unfinished, and they had to like reconstruct the rest with either animation or uh, like narration. Yeah. But in the animated version... Tom Baker shows up at the very end with Romana uh, suspiciously off screen, by the way. Oh. We'll get into that in a sec. And he's playing like a sort of kooky older version of the fourth doctor that isn't technically the fourth doctor. It's just the future doctor. Ooh. Yeah. Something like that. But um, the reason, by the way, that Romana is off screen is because uh, during the time that was originally filmed in the 80s, uh, the companion at the time, Romana, in her second incarnation, played by uh, Lala Ward, was married to Tom Baker. Mm. That didn't last too long. Yeah. And there's there's some bad blood there. So they, they do Doctor Who stuff together sometimes. Well, not like together, together, but they're like they do Doctor Who stuff as a c- Doctor Companion duo sometimes, but they refuse to record together anything. Oh, no. uh, boy, that's a shame. Yeah, it's, it's funny, a shame, actually, but because you know, I've been watching through season, or yeah, it would be season seventeen. Um, the old, the classic series was season, but now it's series. Everybody, you got to keep yeah. that in mind. It's important. Uh, I've been watching through season 17, uh, Destiny of the Daleks, City of Death, I thought was really fun. City of Death Uh, is fantastic. I actually skipped over the creature from the pit because it seems a little boring, but Nightmare of Eden was good. Uh, I'm on Horns of Naimon now, uh, and the next one after that is uh, Shada, which is six parts, and you're saying that's not the end of it? It, It's unfinished? No, no, no. There's six parts. It's just interstitially uh, unfinished. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, like they 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 recorded in chunks based on location, and a lot of the lo- a lot of the locations that required like actual sets, those weren't finished. Mm, okay, but like you know, location filming out in like Oxford University, I think they were at, that all got done. In fact, they used unused footage from that in the Five Doctors. Oh, geez, what else is there? Carnival of Monsters, I watched while high, and I think that colored my uh, interpretation of it because I loved it. Oh, uh, let's see. Just going through all of them. Um, the Curse of Peladon and the Monster of Peladon are really good. Watch Curse then Monster. Uh, oh, the Green Death. 
The Green Death is a good one. Oh shit! Oh, we're talking Third Doctor. Yeah. Uh, then there's. Mm... Yeah. After the th- there's the Three Doctors, and then Monster of Peladon, and then the Time Warrior is pretty good. Uh yeah, yeah, I would say the Time Warrior is good. I keep I keep confusing it with the uh, Santaran experiment, which is not great. Yeah, would, it's not great. Yeah, but um, I would say I would say yeah, there's a lot of good stuff from the Third Doctor that people should. A lot of people think that like Doctor Who just like for me when I started watching the classic series, everybody says the Fourth Doctor is like the Doctor, right? So he's you, definitely you get the your... one that's the most iconic. He's the most iconic, and I would say that he is the best of the classic, from what I've seen anyway, but that's just, you know, my take. But, no, the third Doctor is, like, fucking very worth watching in his in his own right, so I would Yeah, like, he stuck around for five years, which is yeah. massive at the time, because yeah. first Doctor could only stick around for, like, a season and two episodes, and oh, yeah. second Doctor made it a point to only stick around for three years, so... Like the these are the two that bucked the trend three and four and three yeah. still stayed a long time. Four was like the long I think seven was, was like the seven years. Yeah, yeah, four and ten are the two doctors that have had the longest runs. Yeah, um, well, ten slash fourteen now I guess. Yeah, no, well, no, ten, ten yeah. separate. Ten, oh, separate. I guess yeah, separately even. Jeez, yeah, um, Tom Baker was around from two. 1000 what am i talking about that's david tennant yeah tom baker was around from 74 yeah and david tennant was around from 2006 to 2000 oh god when when did 2009 well it's technically 2010 but it's basically 2009 because he stayed around until the very first day of 2012 of 2010 yeah okay so yeah I don't know. I would say that yeah, te- uh, four is is like it, it, he because the thing about Tom Baker is that apparently he and from everything I've ever seen from him, like Tom Baker narrates uh, an album from Arion, uh, Transitus, uh, nice. and and he does like the intro to every song. Meanwhile, Daniel's father, blah blah blah. And um, this was like from a couple of years ago, and he still had like so much energy. He's I don't know. He's like in his eighties or whatever. The whole album's about life and death, and you see the the behind the scenes thing, and he's talking, and he's all like, "Well, I don't have very much time left in this mortal coil, so I'm talking uh... about a, an album about life and death." Yes, and, and you know, <laughs> he just he is basically, and yeah, from everything I ever heard about him, he basically acts like the doctor. Like that's just who he is. As yeah, like he a he lived he lived that role for like and eight years. That's what's like because we were talking about like City of Death or whatever. Like that is an episode, the a, a, a serial rather, four episodes where it's essentially like a lot of it is the Doctor and and Romana Lala Ward, his wife, I guess at the time or yeah. later maybe. Just like running around on a roman a romantic v- v- rendezvous in Paris. Like having a fun time while whimsical music plays, and you mentioned that they're married at the time, and I'm like, wow, yeah, this isn't this isn't even funny spaceman and space lady. This is just this guy who's basically playing himself and his wife going on a fun adventure, 
in front of the cameras, and that's the show. And somehow it worked. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, I can't think of any other actor who can just be themselves in that way. And it's just, there you go, it's the doc- It's Doctor Who. Beautiful. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, yeah, there's something special about Tom Baker in that way. Yeah, he's he's great. I think only a few Doctor Who actors, besides like having their careers defined by it, which is the case for most of them, I think only a few Doctor Who actors have that element of like, this person is kind of singularly the Doctor alongside the other people who are also singularly the Doctor. Yeah, um, yeah obviously like, William Hartnell. William Hartnell, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, David Tennant, uh, Peter Capaldi, I, I like. I don't know if I'd really say like when I look at Matt Smith, I think the Doctor. Think Matt a Smith, lot of people would years, say that, but a, a lot of people would, which is which is fair. Yeah. Here's here's what oh, I'd yeah. say: for a few years, I did see him as a Doctor, but now I see him just kind of as Matt Smith. You know, I think he yeah. was a. Uh, I mean, yeah, Matt Smith is he's broken the curse a little bit of just being the Doctor, yeah. which is happening more and more now. I mean, Peter Capaldi was famous already before Doctor Who for being in. Lots of things, notably the thick of it, yep. uh, and uh, what is it in the loop or whatever. In the loop, yeah. um, and now he's done a bunch of stuff since as well. So. Yeah, and David Tennant was on. I think he was on some stuff before the Doctor Who, but he's he been on plenty of things since, like Broadchurch, and he's been in like oh, uh, uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah matt smith's in all sorts of movies and shit now i think he's in the new game of thrones like he is yeah. and he's very good he was in the crown uh oh, he yeah. was one of the better parts of the crown uh in the season he was in um yeah so like, it really is like mainly the classic doctors just kind of it became their whole careers kind of all of them except yeah. maybe like sylvester mccoy kind of went on to do other stuff too but it's a lot of the rest of them that was like their whole thing yeah, it's actually funny if you look at like young pictures of uh, Patrick Trofton. He was a very handsome young man before he got cast as like silly, goofy, fucking dumbass-looking second Doctor with his little like fucking whistle that he plays or whatever. Like he, you, you, you see photos of him when he's not dressed as the Doctor, and it's like, oh wow, he was like this. This guy was like on stuff as the handsome romantic lead or whatever. To be and fair, you probably see it. To be fair, he he did have that sort of silly, goofy image before they picked him up for Doctor Who. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of like romantic, whatever. I that I I did want to mention, you know, talking about Doctor Who, the fucking Tom Baker and Lala Ward. There's the series has got a a romance thing, you know, especially nowadays yeah, it does, yep. uh, yeah. with. Uh, David Tennant and well, not uh, Christopher Eccleston also, yep. nine and ten and uh, and Rose, and then Amy Pond. Uh, I I was watching some stuff with Clara earlier where, uh, he he I guess I spoilers for the the fucking twelfth Doctor, big spoilers. You you, the, you uh, you're gonna want to put specific episodes on. That. Very big spoil for a lot of it basically. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I would say probably no spoilers for anything past all right. like, Night Doctor. All Unless right, it's all like right. broad strokes spoilers. No, no well, saying he, that like Gleeble Deeble shits his pants in episode yeah. 14 and that, you know, changes the game for everything. Okay. He does something very, very, very... He goes to very, very, very 
extreme lengths to save a person. Uh, and, and it could be viewed maybe as a romantic thing, not really in his case as much as it is, but like with, with like Rose in that scenario, but they definitely have a lot of that. I don't know. What is your takes folks on the, the romance angle in Dr. I don't see 12. Well, we'll, we'll we'll just go ahead and say that the doctor does go to extreme lengths to save Clara, specific Clara. Yes, specifically Clara. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think that that's. I think Gabe might you, you might be on the same page as yeah, me. It's not really romantic. Yeah, it's for, it's more. It kind of was non- with eleven, but not twelve. For, yeah, for it's, eleven, yeah. For it's 12, more non-romantic. It's more yeah, okay. not non-romantic soulmates. Yeah, that's yeah. how I heard yeah. it described. And yeah, well, it's basically and even that. then, it's it's more of a case where it's just twelve is such a harsh person that she's kind of the only friend he has. Um, yeah, and he doesn't I don't think he actually thinks he can make another friend, which is part of what actually plays into his final season where he kind of just like goes off and tries to get better at interacting with people, get better at getting to know people, but still kind of keeps himself separated. So I think in the case of 12 and Clara, it's much more of a like, you're the only person I've got and I'm going to miss you if you're gone kind of thing. Yeah, that that isn't really a romance thing, but there's definitely been scenarios. I a couple months ago, I watched the uh, the two parter from series two uh, with the Cybermen, you know, where uh, the well, I guess spoilers for David Tennant's era uh, series two, big series two, two thousand six. Okay, uh, let's let, we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just not do that. Uh, see, no, no, that, that's, that's, that's the we, thing. We, we I, yeah, I want people who listen to this and are intrigued by it to go and actually watch the show. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything too, 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 you know, specific. I just uh, okay. there is a thing that happens in that episode that's similarly like a big romantic moment. The kind of the height of romance in the series was like uh, uh, David Tennant and and yeah, uh, Billy sure. Piper. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it kind of continued after there. There was some stuff with Martha or whatever. There was the whole era in the early 2010s of Super Who Lock and all of that, yeah. where they were they were kind of people. I don't know if they were pushing it as much as people wanted them to push it. People pushed it, uh, like yeah, they, they really did. People did. They they had stuff. Oh, the other big one you can obviously name is River Song. Um, that's I guess the other kind of the main like romance of of Doctor Who, I guess, uh, especially in the the modern era. And, uh, yeah, like people really liked that and I guess it, maybe it was, it was popular. So they continued doing it a bit. It's not, it's a thing that they still kind of, people still want though. Like there was a, a lot of people would say that the, uh, uh, Jody era, like this, the, what's the name? It's Yaz, I think is the one that she's with. Yes. Yeah. And they don't really develop too much with that. It's kind of, I've heard the term queer baiting. Um, but like, yeah, people still kind of ship the doctor pretty often. I mean, there's, there's always going to be shippers, but it's, it's really popular with doctor who for some reason. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I will, I will say let's finish up the synopsis of at, at the very least overview <laughs> yeah. of the series before we get into any more, any more remotely spoilerish sure, things. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. After, after which we can say, Hey, you know, spoilers from here on out. 
We're not going to be giving listen, you basic information on the show. Listen, in Gingledoof's quest to get the Doctor, he he eventually does. I'm just going to spoil it now. I can't everyone. believe you said this. Listen, but when the Black Guardian something. meets the White Guardian, and then they meet uh, they they meet the Gray Guardian, and then the Gray Guardian says that the, that he's whoa he's whoa, actually... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we don't need to say slurs on this podcast. But... Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold up here. <laughs> <laughs> You can call them dogs. You can't. Yeah, they're, they're British Whoa. people, though. They're they're not people. They're, 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 come on. What did I say? Right. <laughs> Don't worry right. about it. You tried okay. your best. Uh, anyway, synopsis. Yeah. So, um, you know, the third Doctor, he was very successful. The fourth Doctor knocked it out of the park in terms of yeah. success. It was. It was the biggest. Massive. It was wild. Yeah. And that that's when I think Doctor Who hit its height in popularity. It yes. definitely hit its height in like episode views because the most viewed episode of Doctor Who is uh, City of Death. I think the first one. Okay. Which, admittedly, that's mostly due to circumstances, but still, like, it really yeah. it, it speaks to the, the time. Doctor Who yeah. was big because it was one of the only things on. And when the other things that were on stopped being on because of a strike, people go to Doctor Who because it's the only other thing on. <laughs> yeah. And Which, then, yeah, I mean, it's funny because very shortly thereafter, like this was like the height of it. And then it like BBC always had kind of an issue with Doctor Who, even though it was popular, like they always were under underfunding it. And like there was just always drama, especially with the sixth Doctor. We'll get into it. But yeah. there was always drama with that. And, and the fifth Doctor, I remember seeing like a couple of fifth doctor serials and just the, like the but the effects were never amazing obviously yeah like i'm looking at a thumbnail here from destiny of the daleks where there's these guys that have like it's not even effects but it's the guys with like the fucking tin foil hair and <laughs> and i don't know like yeah the effects were never incredible but in the fifth doctor's era they took a real steep fall off a cliff and it kind of continued Right yeah, up until so it like ended with the seventh. The reason for that is oh, I'm, I'm working on the thumbnail. I accidentally did something stupid. Uh, so uh -huh. the reason for that is because around that time, uh, the BBC controller Michael Grade just hated Doctor Who. Like ah, uh, his yeah, uh, yeah he he basically said oh well this this sucks. It's not like Star Wars. Which is not, it's, it's only a little bit of an exaggeration, yeah. yeah. but he, he hated it and he wanted it off the air. So yeah. after the fourth doctor's era throughout, the, well, the, starting, starting at the very end of the fourth doctor's era, you get John Nathan Turner as showrunner, essentially. He didn't help things. Uh, he mm. redesigned the fourth doctor's, uh, very iconic, uh, you know, Multi multicolored scarf, kind of brown coat, um, you know, very multicolored outfit into something that was mostly just kind of burgundy and purple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then starting with the fifth doctor, he just has like a lot of weird costume decisions. Like, you know, I Peter like Day them. I don't know. 
The last three doctors <laughs> have you said very that was really funny. Interesting. Uh, the, the last three doctors have very fun costumes. Uh, is f five and seven both have like just question marks all over them? Are the the, the nah, it's that's both of them right? Five five doesn't have any questions. Well, okay, it's just seven then. I I think five has question marks on his lapel actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, they they have some of that, and I don't know, it's very goofy. But one of them, like, because the sixth Doctor, I haven't ever seen anything from him, but I know that he was, like, fairly unpopular for a lot of reasons, but one of the things was that he was very, it was, like, kind of, I don't know, darker or, like, more more grim or something, and yet his outfit is, like, the most ostentatious fucking dandy motherfucker yeah. you've ever seen. if, if, if... if, he, if if you haven't already, don't let this taint your perception of the series, but look up the Six Doctors outfit. It is... <laughs> I would say... It's clown that, vomit. That tells you what, all you need to know. It really does, because, like... Just Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it tells you all you need to know about John Nathan Turner's fucking costuming. Because, like, the Fifth Doctor, he was in, like, a cricket outfit. Uh, yeah. And he yeah, had celery. Outfit, like, celery in his pocket. Celery. Yeah. Not in his pocket. On his lapel. Oh, like sorry. his jacket. I thought it lapel. was in the like lapel pocket. No, you no, no, it's, it's on it. It's, it's like pinned to it. Do people generally not like like five through seven's outfits? I think they're very like fun. People like five, and they like okay. seven's outfit a lot too. I don't really um, hear anything negative about six. I just don't think people talk about like six. I'm, I'm, like I'm personally not that big on five through seven's outfits. I like Man. five, and I enjoy the question mark motif of seven. But I think the the motif is a bit much on seven. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of it. There's a little too many question marks, and he has his question mark umbrella, and he has, a, a, at one point, I think he has a scarf that has question marks on it, too, so it's very, like, it's a little too much, you know? Yeah. We're really asking uh, a question of who is the doctor, yes. And they never yeah, address any of it. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend that how, that's how it happens. So, pretend. so th th basically, throughout that point, it, it was more... I, I think John Nathan Turner focused more on the superficial aspects of a lot of things and kind of he didn't start to let the stories suffer. The fifth doctor has a lot of amazing stories. I mean, yeah, one of, one of the of most people, David Tennant's favorite doctor is, is the fifth doctor. A lot well, of them, that, that, that might be because, you know, he's, his, he's his, married his to his daughter. <laughs> yeah, that too. But like, no, no, that was he, he grew up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he grew up with the fifth doctor. Yeah, well, a lot of people love him, but yet, uh, it's like, apparently the budgets were getting cut, the viewers were dropping, you hear a lot of these, like, horror stories about the Fifth Doctor onward, like, oh, See, that's geez. the thing, the Fifth Doctor has some great stories. You have Castrovalva, which is his first story he does great in. You have yeah. Black Orchid, which I really like. You have... I like Black Orchid, Ken too, yeah, Black Orchid's good. Kenda and Snake Dance, Ark of Infinity, The Five Doctors, which... Those two, not really as well, you know, revered in the community. Well, a lot of people like the Five Doctors, but they also say that it's not that great. Yeah. But you, you hear a lot of people, you know, a lot of people really like a lot of the Fifth Doctor stories. I mean, even his, his outro is almost, not almost, it is consistently voted to be, like, the best classic story, Caves of Androzani. Oh, yeah. And it is, it's a, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but I've seen a sadly, few of his episodes, I forget which ones, but yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed what I've seen. Doctor Who started to be less and less in the zeitgeist around that point, 
And the Sixth Doctor is what really killed it, which sucks because I love Colin Baker. He does great work with Big Finish, but yeah, the, the Sixth Doctor's TV stories are awful. The Sixth Doctor and the Eighth Doctor are the two who, if you need, if you're a long haul trucker listening to this, you've got fucking stories to listen to for days because apparently That's the thing. Um, five, both five of and them seven shine also shine in the audio. Five and seven also have a lot of audio stories, but oh like yeah, there's consistently tons. they're they're consistently as good as their TV counterparts. Six yeah. and eight, top tier compared to their like TV counterparts. Yeah, like I've heard a lot of people say that eight and six are some of their favorite like Doctor Who stuff in the audio drama stuff. Like apparently they completely redeem Colin Baker. And what exactly yes. is it with Colin Baker that people so. don't like? Oh, that's a it's... big question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, immediately, immediately at the very end of Caves of Androzani, he basically berates his companion for being. Does he like hit her or something? No, he tries to strangle her. He yeah. tries to strangle her at the beginning of the next episode, <laughs> and then he just kind of consistently has bad stories. Like mm. the the only two exceptions I can think of are Vengeance on Veros, which is really really good, like shockingly good. It is, and it has really excellent writing. Like, all throughout it, the writing is like, wow, this is really good. Hmm. And then there's Revelation of the Daleks, which is just like, yeah, that was a fine Dalek episode. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is just like, oh. But story story quality suffered. What about the trial of the Doctor? Okay, so the Sixth Doctor had one season, season 22, and everyone was like, cool, we're going on to the next one. And then, oh my Michael god! Braid oh was... my god! Colin Baker had question marks too. They all did. Yeah, all three, yes, of, them all three did. of them did. Yeah. Wow. So okay, yeah. that is stupid. Actually, that that's not just one of them. So right. Michael Grade, he said, <laughs> nah. And he put uh, he put Doctor Who on like he put Doctor Who on wait for I think it ended up being a year, but. Uh, this, this is, this is where, uh, Doctor in Distress comes from, by the way. Yep. Uh. You know, the, the, the famous opening lines, 18 months is too long to wait. <laughs> but, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to sing that. I should though. It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Doctor in Distress. Yeah. That's, that's all one. answer his says OS. All right. So. Where was I? So eventually, you know, there was a letter writing campaign, call-ins, all that stuff. And eventually they let, they, they let him come back for season 23. And which year this is like, uh, oh, season 2023. Okay. So it's like 84 to 86. Okay. Roundabouts. Yeah. Right. But uh, at this point, the writers were like, okay, all right, let's make this story about what's happening with Doctor Who right now. So they put the Doctor on trial, and I think the most transparent allegory for current world events that the show has ever had. Yeah, it's really, really, really funny just how obvious it is. So here's the thing. The stories themselves aren't that great. However, the interlinking parts, they're pretty good. It's just just the interlinking parts, which you have to watch all of them to get them. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a shame. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, he was unceremoniously oh, he one one season of like a good attempt at Doctor Who, and then another season that was yeah. like a weird meta commentary on Doctor Who being canceled or Quite whatever. Yes. Four, yeah. there are only that four stories sucks. by the way. Uh, four stories: Mysterious Planet, Mind Warp, Terror of the Vervoids, which has the vagina monsters, Hell and the Ultimate no. Foe. So yeah, no, really four sucks. stories. And it sucks so, because they introduced companions, like, that's where Mel got introduced, right? Yeah, they introduced companions before they're actually introduced introduced. Yeah. Like, Mel doesn't have an introduction, like, as a companion. She just kind of shows up. Yeah, she shows up in Terror of the Vervoids, I think. And she and then, shows around for what? Perry, like, oh, um... She's around for, I think through oh. to the end of season 24 and then she's just oh like, yeah 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 um, I, I thought i thought you meant like during the episode i had to remember Ugh. no 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 no. Mm. and then there was perry as well yeah yeah so perry perry is uh shaved bald huh. killed but then not killed they they really did not do her justice perry was cool oh. So yeah, um, Colin Baker after that was unceremoniously fired over the telephone, and for the regeneration scene at the beginning of the uh, of the Seventh Doctor's era, they had him dress up in a Colin Baker wig. Hmm. What a shame! Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, no, it's just funny how much like it. It's funny how much fucking to do they draw. Like, so much attention they draw to the regeneration scenes now. It's like a huge event. And back in the day, they just have the fucking actor dress up in a wig. Yeah. They, they did not give a shit. So, the Seventh Doctor's era is pretty well loved by a lot of people. I'm not really big on it myself, personally, but... There's some really good stories. Yeah. There's just not... They're not consistent. Um, yeah. Like, he got... Um, oh god, what's that one story that I really, really like? Curse of Fenric. Yeah, Curse of Fenric's great. I know Curse people have said uh, Ghost Light is a popular one. Ghost yeah. Light, I, I love Ghost Light. Yeah. Uh, Curse of Fenric is cool because it starts off as like kind of a standard Doctor Who story, and then it evolves into this like focus on this reverend who's struggling with his faith after seeing that the british bombed the germans during world war ii because that's when it takes place and how mm. it it completely changes his view of his country and his faith and it becomes a story focused on that for a little while and you're just sitting there like wow this is really well done and then it kind of moves on and you're like oh okay never mind huh, yeah huh, and then the next huh. episode has the master as a cat and then they stop the show yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, master's it a cat really, boy this time. It didn't really get a finale or anything. It just kind of fucking cuts off at uh season 26 and Yeah, um they they did add this kind of finale type speech at the very end of Survival where, you know, <laughs> Sylvester McCoy's talking about somewhere that there's adventure and somewhere else the tea's getting cold. Which I think is I think is a pretty fine finale if you take it by itself. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not big on survival as the last episode of the No, uh... <laughs> and the problem is that 
next time we see him is the TV movie. <laughs> he gets fucking shot. Um, yeah, so the TV movie. That was a that was a big so thing that people made fun of like 10 we, years ago. We we Ugh. can't we we can't talk about the TV movie and, unless we talk about the 7 years of build up to it. Yes. Where the BBC Damn. was being very non-committal about bringing the show back because exactly. it wasn't like it wasn't outright canceled. It was just Oh yeah, we're we're we've decided to not follow through with another season. Maybe if you write some more letters, we might. Huh? And also, like part of the whole push for the TV film, and part of why it like takes place in America and has American actors in major they wanted, roles. They wanted to do an American reboot of Doctor Who. They wanted to do an American reboot, but they also didn't know what to do with the British series. So instead they tried to make the TV movie, the start of the new doctor who continuing the old series as an American reboot. Yeah. Um, it was very yeah. strange. We, it was yeah. Very I don't know. Here's the I thing. Remember... It, it sucks that it wasn't, it didn't go through, but I'm also very glad that it didn't go through because some of the things they planned were fucking stupid. They were so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like the master like, being the doctor's brother, actually, for real. The whole and fucking thing is very dumb. Half half human on my mother's side. We all ignore that. <laughs> we ignore that line. That's the thing, though. There's... The TV, the the movie's fine. It's a good movie. It's just it has some issues. Yeah, issues that hint at bigger problems down the line. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I remember when I was first getting into Doctor Who in like 2011 or something, there was this announced Hollywood Doctor Who movie that was supposed to be happening in, I think, 2016. And I guess it just never fucking materialized. I don't know yeah, what. This. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Was... Yeah. Was it Curse of Doctor Mysterio? I mean, I'm not sure, uh, you know, I don't think it ever came out. I think it was supposed to be like a big budget, like, you know, they were going to like to like Godzilla gets an American movie kind of deal. You okay. know, they get like an, a, new, a new Doctor Who American movie co continuity or some shit. You know, uh, we would get the Doctor Who cinematic universe, hypothetically, which, thank God, that never happened. Yeah, I was going to say Doctor Mysterio was a separate thing. That was, um, that the there was never like a Doctor Mysterio project planned. Um, yeah. It was always just. There was the Return of Doctor Mysterio Christmas. Oh, special. Return of Doctor Mysterio. Not yeah, Curse. that was just it was just the Christmas special. It wasn't anything bigger than that. It was yeah, I, that. I thought I thought he saw that, that there was a big thing, and I thought, okay, well, the Christmas special came around that. That no, 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 no. Yeah, that was that was separate. That was just its own thing. Uh, there was they were discussing for a while making a, an American Doctor Who film like outright, but that went nowhere. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, after the. After the TV movie, I can see that just not, you know, materializing. Yeah. yeah. The TV movie. Here's the thing. It was successful in Britain, but it wasn't successful here. And you want to know why it wasn't successful here? What's that? Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> John Goodman's what? character had a heart attack the previous week. Oh, right. oh. The, doc the Doctor Who, no the Doctor Who movie aired that same night. Oh, and God. nobody fucking watched it because everyone wanted to see what was going on in the Roseanne bar yeah. show. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, 
Oh, wow. It's I mean, they could have... a case of wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. I mean, because if it was like any other part of the fucking schedule, like, I'm assuming John Goodman's character wouldn't have had a heart attack and the ratings wouldn't have been like that. Like, they couldn't have even anticipated, like, yeah, we can't drop this new thing here. It, Roseanne's our biggest show, because it was only their biggest show at that point, I'm assuming, because I think it was. of that. I think, Roseanne was I think Roseanne was a competing network. No, well, no, because it was okay. on Fox. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Damn. Um, that no, sucks. it's crazy. That um, uh, yeah. sucks for Doctor Who. Oh, that really sucks. Well, no, but I mean, does it, though? Because, again, like, it could have yeah, been... Yeah, fair. I said that the continuity never got that fucked with, but if they really... I mean, I don't know. They, they could have salvaged it. it, I guess. Maybe. But, yeah, like, after that, how long was it between then and Doctor Who's return? It was five years, right? Because it was 2005 when Doctor Who came back. Yeah, yeah, but it was '96 when the TV movie came out, so it was, was close. Yeah. I thought it was 2000. No, '96. No, no, you're right. You're right. It, was, it was almost a decade later. Doctor Who came back. You're right. Yeah. So, so how long was it? How, well, how long was it between the uh, survival and the TV movie? Seven years, right? Seven years. Okay. So there was like a, and what's crazy is there was a full generation there. You know, obviously, like, I didn't know what the fuck Doctor Who was until it came back and started to get popular. But, like, you know, in Britain, anyway, there was a huge generation, a whole generation there of kids who were still getting Doctor Who media, and it was still popular, and it still had a presence. There was still, yeah. like, Dalek shit all over the place. And, like, the last thing that came out was some TV movie in the fucking 90s that nobody really liked that much. And then before that, it was like a, sh a show in the 80s that nobody was really watching that much. And yet still just constant media. And so, yeah, it, yeah, was, I it, guess it, that... it, it constantly got new books, comics, audio dramas after two, yeah. after uh, 1999, which is when Big Finish started. And yeah. like there were there were like these unlicensed Foctor Lou or something where it would be like. It would be it would be called like the visitor or something like that, and it would be like knockoff Doctor Who that doesn't use any of the. Uh, it's legally distinct Doctor Who is what it right, is. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen. I might have seen yeah. Linkara look at a comic about that at some point. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then there was that whole gap, and like you said, things were still like Doctor Who was still around in the yeah. UK, there was, um... but it was kind of, it was kind of hitting a point of like. Yeah, eh, you know, public interest had fallen off, but people still knew about it. It was still a staple. And yeah, then, fans staple. fans were still getting stuff. But that's the problem with when they brought it back was the BBC didn't really fully commit to bringing back Doctor Who, which caused uh Christopher Eccleston's first season, Nine's, Nine's first season, the revival series to have all these production troubles. Yeah. Where like that's a big reason why Christopher Eccleston didn't stay is because he couldn't deal with all of the production problems and he thought that the whole thing was a disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it really is a shame Christopher Eccleston hasn't come back. I think he's not on good terms with the, the show no, and he, like the, he, the staff. Yeah. Um yeah, he's He's, uh, it's a shame because, uh, Caddy, speaking of, Caddy says that Nine is his favorite doctor. Which is totally uh, fair. Nine is an yeah, excellent Nine's doctor. Nine's great. Great doctor. No, he's got one season, but he's very memorable. He is, he's very, you know, it's, 
it's not easy to be yet the ninth, you know, white white guy in his forties or whatever playing the same character and yet bring your own interpretation of it. And he does, and uh, you know, he gets one season to shine. And there's a lot of really, really solid classic episodes in there. Uh, the revival of Doctor Who, you know, the Rose episode. I remember watching it at one point and just being like, "This is like a a perfect like pilot." for what this show is yeah you know because because like it it's still part of the old continuity but you kind of don't know that at the beginning you think maybe this is just a new doctor who we don't know but then you know it's that that kind of gets unraveled with time but then also it's focusing mainly on rose and her you know it's called rose is the name of the episode and it's all about her perspective on just a day in the life of the Doctor, basically. Not even, like, any crazy, particularly crazy thing. Just, oh, yeah, there's just some plastic people that are showing up and, like, attacking and replacing people. And it's, for her, it's the most horrifying thing she's ever experienced in her life. For him, it's a Tuesday. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. They that, and they run a whole lot, yeah. And Mickey's there. Don't forget about Mickey. You can't forget about Mickey. forget about Mickey. <laughs> Everybody Rose forgot forgets about Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> yeah, Rose quite literally forgets Mickey exists, and they go, "Oh right, yeah." <laughs> oh, oh hey, yeah, it's that guy. And eight um, bit Mickey. But here's the thing: is that uh, nine has audio stories, and some of them are really good. Actually, as recently as was it May of this year, he had some really. Work. He came yeah. back for those. Yeah, he's been doing yeah. them since two thousand and one. No, no. Sorry, what am I? Yeah, not, 2021. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. 2021. Okay, yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to I take a look at those. Some before then, but I don't know how many. I think Tristan. most of the ones where it was him voicing the role are from 2021 onwards okay um, tristan you're gonna have to hit me up with that uh super legitimate link to all those uh big finish audios again because i got sadly some them, but, sadly oh. i have lost it oh dang well, well let me know if you find any but um, uh sure. but yeah he did quite a few audio stories and i've listened to some and they're they're really fun um nice. there's a fun one called auld lang sign which has him and it's kind of a similar thing to the capaldi episode the caretaker where it just focuses on this woman in a retirement home if i remember right and he's the caretaker there um and all this weird stuff starts happening and she gets pulled into it and he's like oops it's it's fun it's a lot of fun um <laughs> Well, I always love, like, like, a lot of the best Doctor Who episodes are ones that just focus on, like, again, Rose, you know, before she becomes Rose Tyler as a companion, she's just some lady, you know, and yeah, it's it like, like a lot of... Store. Yeah, and it's like, um, I don't know, like uh, Blink or something later on, uh, where, you know, it's just an episode that barely focuses on the doctor more so obviously in rose but a lot of a lot of episodes in the show will like just kind of focus heavily on like a side character or you know maybe not a side character but somebody who isn't the doctor well, yeah. and uh he'll be just he'll be the side character you know in that in that episode and 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 that's always great i always like that you know? yeah I, I will say um a lot of people since you know there are there are probably going to be some people who watch this who aren't into the show a lot of people are going to recommend that you start with one of those um specifically blink do not start I would recommend it's a yeah, good I would episode, recommend against but, it. It's great, yeah. but it's not a good, you know, it's not a good not a good start. demonstration. Not a good demonstration of what the show is and can yeah. be. Yeah. 
it's yeah. one that you will appreciate more after you've seen more of the show. Yeah. I would definitely say there's no reason not to just start with Rose ep- series one, episode one, yeah, it's a great and point. just watch just watch onward from there. There's a few that are like not quite as good, but all of the first series is pretty great. Like mostly like at least like a six point five seven out of out yeah. of ten in quality. Yeah, I feel like that's most of the early series is like besides the some of the stuff with like Adam. Uh, when he's there, most of yeah. it's just like, pretty solid. All Adam, there. which one is? Is that like the the Simon Pegg episode? The, f- yeah, the forehead guy. guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. So speak for a couple episodes, but it's very disruptive. Where like nine <clears throat> and Rose are so likable, and you're seeing so much of them, and you're having so much fun. And then you'll just cut back to Adam, and he's just there. <laughs> he'll just he'll just be being a little shit. Like and I don't like, remember Adam, so that says a lot about it. I'm sure. Accurate. But then, like, so, when you, yeah, I don't know. So nice. with that, good. yeah, with with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say spoilers from here on out. Right. Yes. Don't complain about spoilers. Spoilers from here on out. If you don't, so how you, about if, when they if you're say, interested, if you're bro, interested, go watch it. His name um, is Dr. Simon. I can't believe it. I cannot believe they revealed his name to be Dr. Funkenstein. I can't believe <laughs> the doctor's daughter is actually his wife. I love how well, yeah. I love how much they I love how much that he he tries to push Dr. Disco and Dr. Funkenstein in that episode. Okay, it's like I, I really so wish it yeah, I really wish that did take off more. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I do. I've, I will always forever love the fact that Jenny is played by Georgia Moffat, who is married to David Tennant and is the daughter of the fifth doctor and plays the doctor's daughter. Yeah. And her name is Moffat and I guess is not related at all it's to a, Stephen it's, it's Moffat. It's with an E. It's with oh, an E. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I just, I find that so funny. Um, but yeah, yeah like, Nine's run is good. Nine's run is really solid. Like it has the like growing pains of episodes like um, Boomtown. Um, yeah, like they're not all they're not all perfect. But I'm not saying some... those episodes are like terrible. I'm just saying like it's very clear that they were figuring out the tone of the series. You know. Um, yeah, and I mean, that, it's funny that a lot of the best episodes of that season were. Well, sorry, the best two-parter of that season was written by Stephen Moffat. Um, yeah. The Empty Child, Dr. Dances. Um, yeah. yeah. And, like... For me, my favorite's written by Robert Shearman. The Robert um, Shearman episodes are very good. Um, Dalek. Dalek is a great episode. He did... Um, oh, he did a bunch of uh, Big Finish novels... He did some of the and audio stories. His the stuff thing is, is like, uh, you know, we talk about this episode might not be everybody's favorite or whatever, but like, I, I always really enjoyed the one you mentioned earlier where they're in like the space traffic jam. I know that's the next Gridlock season. Gridlock is series. fantastic. Yeah. Really I've never, I never see that one particularly brought up as like a classic, but another one that I really like is I think it's the second one from series nine uh, where they're at like at the last moments of the end of the world or whatever. Yeah, that's, uh, end of the world. Um, yeah. End of the world. It, yeah. The Okay, yeah, and and he, it's again. I don't see people bring it up as like a super classic episode, but it's one of my favorite from series nine. And so, oh, and another one. It's another later one. People don't like this episode. Fucking 
Daleks in Manhattan or whatever. Yeah, I people don't get like to, that one. They don't. I love it. I, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I wouldn't like it now, but okay. I remember thinking at the time, like, wait, people don't like this? This is really fun. I love it. It's great. So, Daleks like, any episode could be somebody's favorite, you know? That's true. Any episode of Doctor Who could be someone's favorite. Some of them, you would yeah. be wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't started be. talking about Love and Monsters yet. No, uh, Love and Monsters is a classic, though. I was yeah, Love and Monsters is actually good. People oh, hate okay, it okay. because they're stupid. Um, they do, yeah. I will say, Claw, uh, Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks are episodes that are really cool when you watch them for the first time, and then you watch them again and go, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm My, my stance is totally going to change. It's going to be Especially great. I'm going to see them again. Little young Andrew Garfield there going, Hey guys, everything's right. kind of weird going on here. Yeah, he is in there. That's Aww. great. Well, I that I do have a note about that in my thing of notes. I, 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 there's no other. Well, okay, actually, there is a good place to put it in here. Um, Jack Harkness is an actual. Uh, John Barrowman is the actor's John name. John Barrowman, yeah. John Barrowman. Yeah. He's Canadian or American? I think he's American. Uh, American. John uh, Barrowman is. American, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always assumed, like, even I had to check a few times that he wasn't just a British guy doing an American accent. Well, because he kind of he's Scottish American, and he does have a Scottish accent that he lets oh, come through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. All right. You'll that... notice it more if you remember Legends of Tomorrow. He'd slip into that. Or Arrow as well. Yeah. Okay. Shows you can hear a little bit more of his actual accent come through. <laughs> I don't um, even remember, but yeah, no, like I, I had just have a note for all of the times that Doctor Who has people that are supposed to be American or Canadian or whatever, and it's always there's always like, like again, I I didn't even know he was actually suppressing an accent. I know he's apparently American, so I just assumed he's American. Sounds American, but. No, that makes sense because they all they all kind of talk like this. Hi, I'm American. Hi yeah. there, I'm from Texas. I was watching the one earlier today from uh, what is it, series ten, I think, or series nine. Uh, the one with you know Heaven Sent. Um, it was the Zygon uh, episode where they're in truth or consequences, New yeah. Mexico. <laughs> and I, we, we're going to get to it, but just they have people. I have a lot to say about that in particular. It's funny, but they, they have people in that episode who are like, who are like uh, talking in this American accent. And yeah, just like the moment you see somebody walk into a room and you're in a, an American city in a scene and you're like just immediately you know the way they're gonna sound and they're like all right drop the gun all right i'm america it's i don't know they've been they've it's always been that way since the classic series i think has had americans in it every now and then you know uh it's it's just always fun it's always enjoyable they there's never like just an american actor who's in london at the time they always have to get a domestic guy to put on a phony accent and it's always great yeah, yeah i don't know i that's one of my favorite things about doctor who is like how british it all is um where yeah. even in episodes that are like i mean yeah this is a british thing so of course everything is british even then they kind of go a little too hard on the british stuff um yeah like do you remember the idiot's lantern uh yeah david tennant's run the one where the villain another is... one people don't like very much yeah to be fair, that's a very weird episode <laughs> um yes but 
I love that the villain of that episode is the most quintessentially British woman possible on a TV. Yeah, she's like, like um, what's her name from Harry Potter? Umbridge, basically. Yeah, she just looks yeah. like a British lady, you know? Yeah, she's um, just some because, someone's nan. Because she's specifically based on an actual uh, TV host from the 40s and 50s. Um, yeah. But it makes it feel even more British, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a thing that I wrote down about, because, like, so again, the Zygon episode I watched, there's a part where they point out specifically that, like, and it's nothing new to Doctor Who, it's just I noticed it today, was that they, someone, like, turns their head to someone else and just like, oh, yeah, and the, the Zygons took over, and most of the, most of London, it, it, they, they're all over the world, but mostly it's London, and I'm just like, you know, yeah. it's just funny how <laughs> often that happens, isn't it? Because, like, in anime, it's mostly always stuff just happens to be crazy around Japan. There's a Godzilla just happens to be near Japan, isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. And then, like, in, in Marvel comics, it's always, why would you ever live in New York City? Oh, my God. God, leave New York like every day there's like 15 insane bank robberies happening wherever you are yeah. uh, it's a PvP zone and then it, it's the one Brit- Doctor Who's like the one Brit- the one thing where it's Britain that gets that treatment and yeah, we don't never, have that yet we don't have that yet for Canada but well, and yeah. never go never go to London in yes, uh, that too. London or Cardiff if you're in the uh, Doctor Who universe my will never thing- is... You never, never go to London or or Tokyo, Kabukicho district, Kabukicho district in uh, in Japan uh, in 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 Christmas time because you're either going to get insane alien invasions in London around Christmas time or you're going to get horrible terrorism at a tower in Japan around Christmas time. So just maybe go to like maybe go somewhere else around Christmas time, you know, if you're ever you know, Yeah. Well, the careful. thing I love and it's it's perfect with that is in the story the Dalek invasion of Earth uh, you like only see them in England. <laughs> you yeah. see them at Big Ben and Battersea Power Station and a couple other places, but it's like, oh my god, they're all over the planet. But all yeah. London. Um... And and like Sonic Adventure 2 did a better job of having Eggman taking over the whole planet and people are like in Baghdad looking terrified. But but Doctor Who just has Big Ben. Oh, they're gonna get Big Ben. It's gonna be to Little be fair, Ben though, now. Eggman pissed on the moon. Yeah, how do you, how do you like that, Obama? Shadow fucked his wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite videos on the internet. Um, but yeah, like you. you well, are speaking right. of speaking of Christmas specials, though, um, nine segued into ten with a Christmas special, which I don't know if there yeah. was anything like that before in the old uh, series. Any kind there of was Christmas there was one episode. Uh, part of uh, the Daleks Master Plan, or was it? Yeah, it was the Daleks Master Plan. It's Daleks Master Plan. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, called the Feast of Stephen. And I don't mm. know what it's about. <laughs> okay, yeah, like, the idea of um, the idea of a Christmas special like that didn't come around until um, until Russell T Davies laid it out for the new series. Where he yeah. wanted to do a tradition, he wanted to do like a yeah, 
yeah, you know, every year we'll do a Christmas special. So we had the Christmas Invasion, Runaway Bride, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then, they're all and pretty then, damn course, good. We all know, Chris Chibnall said, that's no, stupid. I don't want do, a Christmas special. Uh, we're going to do New Year's specials instead, and no one watched them. Uh, uh, well, yeah. no one watched them for multiple reasons, but... Jesus Christ, yeah, thank you, Chris Tribnall. Um, yeah, no, I, I always enjoyed that, the, the Christmas specials. And, of course, like, the, the anniversary, you know, this year and... Uh, ten years ago is uh, like November, late in November. So tightly packed Christmas specials and anniversary specials. Sometimes, you know. Well, yeah, because that's the um, that's the whole idea this year is that the Christmas is that the uh, the anniversary specials will be twenty fifth, the second, and the ninth, I believe, and then the Christmas special will be Chutigatwa's first episode, and that'll be on Christmas. So right. we're getting those three specials of 14 and then the first of 15 within the same month as the last of the anniversary, which is nice. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think that's just really good scheduling on their part. Absolutely. Yeah, it, We get like a whole little mi- Yeah. It's like a whole little mini season basically right there. Kind of like what they tried to do with David Tennant's special season. Exactly. Yeah. Really yeah. fucking failed with that. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Well, David Tennant, yeah. Um, after speaking one of, season, speaking of David Tennant, yeah. Well, well, let's go. Let's yeah, let's go ahead and continue yeah. on. So, uh, David Tennant started off pretty strong. Um, I, I got. I got to be honest. I'm really not big on series two. So really, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty mixed in my opinion. It's um, it's the romance stuff that gets me. Yeah, I, I guess you're so. Yeah, it just kind of got annoying. No, I I don't know. I enjoyed the romance stuff relatively well at the beginning because I didn't have a frame or like a frame of reference for, you know, the old series or anything. And I guess I just I don't know. I I found it enjoyable, but nowadays it probably I don't know. It it is something that's a little awkward now because it is so. I don't know. It is so just out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, at the at his tenth incarnation, he decides to start getting well ninth. I guess he starts well. To, Eight. get romantic <laughs> yeah. well yeah eight he, he starts and then he continues oh yeah that. no yeah you're right there is like a romance thing that is kind of where it begins is the tv movie is like the romance stuff in that and he's like kiss didn't he kiss a woman in that movie yes yeah, yeah. You, you could you could construe it as more of like a ooh, oh, 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 oh I'm, I'm alive i'm gonna kiss the nearest thing to prove right. that i'm alive okay yeah, something, yeah. something like that and once we get to the tenth doctor, it's unambiguous. Man yeah. is romantic. I mean, even with the ninth, but yeah, especially with him. I mean, the ninth doctor, Christopher Eccleston, is a bit of a um, a gormless looking individual. You know, he, he's got big Damn. ears, uh, <laughs> but he's he's it seems you know. Listen, he hates the royalty, so I'm sure he's great, but. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, he, he, yeah, he's a bit of a, a straight, uh, not, not conventionally handsome in the, in the, the way that, I mean, David Tennant kind of looks a little bit like a, I've heard someone say that he looks like a parrot that has the disease where they lose all their feathers. Uh, and <laughs> I can, I can kind of see that. I've always said he kind of looks like a chicken man, like something about his hair and like his build. He, he's like a, he's like a chicken man. I don't know. But he is, like, kind of attractive, generally, and yeah, I guess they tried to push the thing with 
uh, him and and Rose, and yeah, season two is or series two is definitely the the height of that uh, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, you've got well, there's also there's the ongoing relationship with him and and Rose, but then there's also the uh, the girl was the the girl in the fireplace. Yeah, that was a uh, weird episode because it came like right in the middle of like their did. romance. Yeah. And David Tennant was like just specifically going just to do a big kiss on Madame de Pompadour. Yeah, but there's like reasons for it and the, it kind of like strengthens the parts of it. I don't know. It's interesting in a way, but even then it's like they double down on the romance thing. Like, you got a problem with that? Well, here's a whole episode that's like focused on that. The reason um, I'm People love big, that one, too. The reason I'm not big on series two is actually just because of how inconsistent it is. Where you start with Christmas Invasion, solid Christmas episode, really fun, uh, great yeah. introduction to David Tennant, and then you get New Earth, which is fine. I yeah, love that, right? I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's another get, one where it's like nobody says it's their favorite, but it's one that I I really like. Then you get Tooth and Claw. I I hate Tooth and Claw. Uh, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> then you get School Reunion, which is School fun. Reunion's great. I love it's it. It's great, but it's not like it's like a great episode of Doctor Who. It's just a really That's fun fair. episode of Doctor Who. That's and then fair, you get Girl in the Fireplace, and then you get the two-parter. And then you get that weird streak of episodes where you get the Idiot yeah. Lantern, Impossible Planet, Satan Pit, Love and Monsters, Fear Her, and then the two-part finale. Well, yeah. I will say... Like inconsistent season. The two two-parters are some of my favorite stuff in, the, in that really era. Real, yeah. I really love those two two-parters. And then Love and Monsters is... People joke about it, but it's a fun episode. And yeah, so I'll, it you is. Know, Idiot's Lantern, not really that good. It's just kind of weird no. and strange. It's uh, yeah. Mother Monsters, a lot of people hate it. Personally, it's my favorite of this season, which wow, I know is really? very controversial. Yeah. Although, it's, it's up against very close. It's very close with uh, Impossible Planet and Save Good. That's yeah, I was going to say, episode. those two are also great. Like, there's three. This is a great. I, I don't know. I love this series because it's got the, the three two parters. And then and it's then, got fucking New Earth. It's got the school one. It's got Love and Monsters. It's, it's a great series. And then you have Fear Her, which I think is my least favorite uh, episode of Doctor Who yeah, until, yeah. of of um of of fucking Russell T Davies era. Yeah, I hate it. I don't know. I remember it being pretty boring. Yeah, I kind of mix it up with uh, Idiot's Lantern, but yeah, it's it's Fear boring. Her is silly because it tries to be a very very serious story tackling legitimately very difficult subject matter of like yeah like familial abuse and losing family and loneliness as a child and trauma but it's also like a weird celebration of england hosting the olympics <laughs> um and they really like to go like guys we're hosting the olympics look at us the spirit look, this... of england look at this and this girl like, trapped all of the people who are going to be here in 2012 for the Olympics in a drawing. And it well, at yeah, all. isn't okay. that um, shit? Who wrote that one? I, it, I'm pretty sure that was that. What I don't think that was Russell. Hold on, it's Matthew Graham. Okay, uh, I remember seeing Rebel Flesh and Almost People. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense now. 
Yeah, I think that is. I don't hate who... those. I don't hate those episodes, but they're not fantastic. Because I was, I remember yeah. that's one where I'm like, well, I know the guy who wrote that either did one that was really good or did like a couple others that were per- oh, particularly. He's a co-creator you know of Life on Mars. What? I was gonna say you know him. Wait, really? Life on Mars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! And that's he why. made one of the greatest British television series ever made. Oh my God! Well, that's co-created. Also, that is literally why. John Sims' character's name is Sam Tyler is because he thought that Rose Tyler had a really good name. Wow. Nice. That's that's so dumb. Like, that's he, great. He couldn't think of a of a, a reasoning for it, like a name. And then I think he, he couldn't his, think of a name. Amazing. And then I think he said his daughter said that he should use Tyler, and he was like, Yeah, I'll do that, without realizing that it was a character that he had written for already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, I don't know. I love series two. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is. But series three, I've always heard, is is like the one that people think is really mixed. Really? Oh, really? Uh, that's because it's Martha. That's because it's Martha season, and Martha I... people are racist. Has a lot to do and <laughs> nothing to do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, that, it does suck. Yeah, they don't really do a Martha. lot with Martha. She's not as important in a way as like Rose is, and coming off of the heels of. Well, because yeah. you get you get Martha deserved so much better. You get fucking um, what is it? You get Rose, and then the whole big deal with her with season series two. I'm gonna keep saying it wrong. Same so, season, um, and then you get the Christmas special that has Donna in it, yeah, which is great. Great episode. That's Fantastic. great episode, and she is such a fucking presence. I mean, Donna Noble's one of the best companions ever basically yeah we'll we'll get back to that later get to her later because she shows up for that disappears and then martha shows up and yeah after rose dramatically leaves and there's that void and then donna shows up and somehow makes like a huge presence of her own like martha had pretty big shoes to fill and they don't do a lot with her i always like her as a character yeah genuinely i prefer martha to rose just oh yeah like nine times out of ten character she's like a a a lot less annoying but as a presence like in the world i love martha jones problem they (sighs) they do this like weird freedom fighter thing with her as it goes on that's weird yeah it's, it's not weird. great. I think her and her and Mickey and I don't know if there's some reason why that happens. Jesus I think I think we know the reason. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what Russell T. I don't know what Russell T. Davis was thinking putting them together, but we have the a reason. With Martha <laughs> is that she's she's introduced and it's immediately established. You know, she's a she's a medical student. She has knowledge when it comes to medical needs. She has this skill set. Never do anything with it. Actually, um, that's that's not quite true. No, she does do something right. with it in the next fucking series. Yes, in the series that yeah. she's not the companion <laughs> in. Um, and so they introduce this character. Smith and Jones is a fun episode. It's not like great, I but love it's Smith fun. And Jones. Um, Shakespeare Code I is uncomfortable. Exists. Shakespeare Code is uncomfortable. They make yeah. a lot of racial comments about Martha Jones, and like they do. It's the one typically they're positive, it makes but they're weird. Sense, like I don't know. It yeah. makes sense if you're gonna have like time travel on that's, the show. No, that see, scenario. that's that's the thing. Thin Ice does that better. Thin Ice does that very well. But actually. like Thin at Ice the very beginning, at the very beginning, Martha's like, you know, she's concerned about her race, and they're visiting Elizabethan England, 
And then the doctor's like, eh, who cares? Just walk around like you own the place. I do it all the time. It works. I've never oh. been black. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. And it's also it's also written by a horrible person, so you know. Oh. It also mentions J.K. Rowling, so you know. Yes. Um, and then you get Gridlock. <laughs> Gridlock is a really fun fantastic. episode. Gridlock uh, is Manhattan evolution of the Daleks again. It's fun, but yeah. a lot of stuff just kind of happens. I mean, I remember uh, enjoying it. I remember enjoying it because I remember people saying they didn't like it and being like, no, that was a good one. Yeah, Uh, But I don't don't know if if it holds up. Um, The thing is, the next episode, the one after those two is the Lazarus Experiment. The Lazarus Experiment Uh, is sadly a pretty decent episode that is wrapped up in a big ball of god-awful CGI. And also, well, no, also yeah. just a really good idea and a really great concept wrapped up in really bad execution. I like, not even that, just... I would say, yeah, yeah. Part, big parts of it are pretty poorly executed. You're unlocking memories for me here, because I forgot about that one, but I think I saw that... Like, I, I mentioned I saw the one, that, the special where they're on the bus on the bus uh but uh there i think i saw that one on tv and like one of my first fucking experiences with doctor who was that insane cgi monster god god and it's such a waste it's, of mark a, it's a fun Gattis episode though because mark gaddis is so good at what he does is that um, how is is that how his last name is pronounced yeah, it's Gattis. Oh, I, thought, so. I thought you were. I thought you were saying someone different because I I, I typically know him as Mark Gatus. Is it Gatus? I no, that's Gattis. that's how I've always heard it. But or Gatus. I'm know. not. I'm not going to put my foot down and say that me, it's the let right. Me look, let me look. Let me look. Mark. Oh, it is Gatus. Oh, never mind. Huh. Mark Gatus. Right. The thing um, is, here's the thing. Like, okay, season. Ser- God damn it, series three. It's a little mixed, you know, Shakespeare. I don't remember that one. And people have issues with the Daleks in Manhattan and uh, that two-parter. Lazarus Experiment's a little shaky with the CG, but it's a fun one. The rest of the fucking series, like, over half of the... You got Bangers. 42. Bangers. You got... I'm not big on 42, but it's it's still a. It's you know, it's a I don't remember. Yeah, I don't even remember episode. it that much, but I just know that it's a class. I like when when I'm I'm seeing it here, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is one of those ones that I people think, really like. Yeah, genuinely, I think it's so fast paced that Chris Chibnall's awful dialogue just doesn't yeah. get a chance to shine. <laughs> well, you want to talk right. about awful dialogue? I mean, I don't know. Uh, so we haven't even gotten to uh, oh, Blink is a couple episodes later uh, yeah. hu- uh, hu- Human Nature and Family of Blood are often considered like some of the best they uh, are, Doctor Who they're so fucking good if not yeah some of the best Modern Who if not Doctor Who in general Human Nature um, and Family of Blood is adapted from a 7th Doctor uh, novel that came out during the Wilderness Years yeah, really. And it really didn't need that many changes to just be an all-time classic. No, it's it's already an excellent Doctor yeah. Who novel that is just adapted to be even better. Um, wow, I don't know how. I, 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 no I think idea. it's uh, what's his what's his face? What's his name? Paul Cornell. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's who wrote it. By the way, I really hope he's the next showrunner. But I'm talking actors. Um, Interesting. It's not a name I'm familiar with. Oh, Apparently, are you talking about the young Harry? guy? Harry Lloyd as Bane. Yeah, Harry Lloyd is excellent. He yeah. steals the show every 
scene. He's in. I haven't I seen this. Him. I haven't seen these in years, but I have to watch it now because fucking Pip Torrens from um, Preacher is apparently a, a row castle. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. the, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to I love him in Preacher. He steals he steals the scene in every scene well, in Preacher. And, so yeah, I And Harry that. Lloyd is excellent. He's great in Game of Thrones. He's excellent in Legion. Um he's great in uh, FF16. Uh, he's in he's in Final Fantasy 16? Yeah, he's Ultima. Um huh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, he's in Legion. He plays um Charles Xavier. Oh yeah! Oh, oh wow! Shit, oh, I don't think I got that far in Legion. I gotta uh, continue watching that show. He's like legitimately probably my favorite iteration of Charles Xavier as a character I've seen portrayed because he just he's so good. Interesting. Um, yeah, I and, stopped like, in like it, season um, two or somewhere. It's such a good two-parter as well. Like the first part ends at the perfect moment when yeah, they're holding it, it them is... all hostage and and the, the wildest. The wildest thing is, neither of the parts have filler. Yeah. Yeah. It just naturally falls like that. It's so good. And it's and adapted it's, from a book. And is the, if, if I remember correct, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's another one that's kind of not directly focused on the Doctor throughout it, right? It's more about Martha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's more about her, and that's another one where, like, it's about her, like, position in the world as they time travel kind of thing. Well, it's um, true, because it is also about the Doctor, but it's more about the the elements of himself that he wishes he could embody and live. Like, it's it's about the fact that even though he is a Time Lord and he likes his life and his journeys... There is a piece of the doctor that wishes he could just fall in love and live a normal life, and and they do focus yeah. on that a lot. Yeah. Um, it also, it also, uh, unlike Shakespeare Code, brings up Martha's uh, race in like an actually, you know, of uh, not dismissive way, kind of constructive like she, the, way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th there are racial comments made to her, and it's played as a bad thing because it is a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, she when actually... she's given the position of a maid, right? She's not yeah. given anything more than that. And and there's even right. bits where, as a character, um, the Doctor, as John Smith, will say, like, you're just no, a maid. You're not fit yeah. for anything more than that. And you're like... There, there, was, all, there, was, there, there was also the comment from Baines before Baines he... That, yeah, yeah he, 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 he says, quote, with hands like those, how do you know if anything is clean? Oof. Which Ooh. is wild. Ban that man from the chat room. Yeah. That, that is... He's about to post an N and then an I, and we can't let him get any further than that, boys. And man, we followed by Elon let this Musk. Man spell and and poop. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be followed by Elon Musk instantly. But yeah, yeah, like it's a great season of television overall, even with its little hits and misses. Um I do I do want to specifically talk about the finale in a way that doesn't spoil anything. The so, oh, it's it's yeah, kind of a for, 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 weird. for those of you who are listening and still have stuck around, you know, despite spoilers and still want to watch Doctor Who, leave. What are you uh, doing uh, here, uh, you stupid invalid? Well, hang on before <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And also you're and also you're gay. Um uh, but that's not a bad thing. We're just we're, no, we're no, that's not related yeah. that's not related in any way to Ben yeah, We're but just, just saying it's time you happen realize. to 
Yeah, you, it's t everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows. Stop so lying to yourself. Stop, Stop lying to yourself. Life. We're yeah. um, I don't know what specifically from the finale you're going to make. No, 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 no. Before we get onto the finale, Blink is one of the biggest episodes of the entire right, yeah, show. When, when, when you it's, said that, I thought you were moving on to the next season. I was like, hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have opinions on Blink. I don't have love Blink well. that much. I, I, firstly, I want to say Stephen Moffat. I, man, I like a lot of the episodes he's done, but, and even like some of the good ones with 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 twelve, but God, his dialogue can fuck off. He's so pretentious, <laughs> and he really thinks people just don't talk that way. It's okay when like a time lord is being all fucking yeah mysterious, but when it's just Clara, you can fuck off. I'm sorry. I don't know, but there's that's not that bad in like Blink or anything. The yeah. episode's mostly fine. It's yeah, it's just, a good episode. It's just everybody yeah. says it's like the best. Start here, watch this yeah, one that's, first. It's that's a good stupid. fun episode. Yeah, I, yeah, and it, it's it. it, it I'll, I'll say real quick, it, it invents a genuinely great monster. It does. That yeah, people have been copying for years, and it's been it really has... overused in Doctor Who in Sadly. the, year, the well, few years since then. It's their yeah, pyramid head. right after, like right yeah. after. But um, um, it 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 has great tension, great direction. The only issue is if you're being introduced to Doctor Who through Blink, you're not getting a good idea of who the Doctor is, what he does, or the general or the structure tone of the show. Yeah, the no. structure and the tone. Yeah, because you're gonna think this is a fucking horror series. It, it, but it's, it's also like yeah. I listen. I like Blink. My problem with Blink is I saw it when it aired, and I went, "Oh my god!" They, they, remember that was like my fourth episode of Doctor Who. I oh was yeah. Like, yeah, this is amazing. Oh my god! And every mm -hmm. time I rewatch it, I'm like, "This is still good," but I've never had the same feeling as the first time I watched it. Meanwhile, yeah, with episodes I've watched since then, every time I rewatch them, even Family of Blood and Human Nature, every time I rewatch them, I get that burst of like, oh my god. Well, yeah. the thing is, yeah. Stephen Moffat started writing episodes. I don't know what his, it was, I guess it would have been the, um, uh, Fatal Death. Wasn't it are the you, child in. In the oh, for for the for the revived series, yeah. yeah. For the revived series of the show, he started with uh, not human nature. Fuck the the empty child and the Dr. empty Dances. child. Yeah, and those were he... great. I yeah, those are great episodes. Yeah. Uh, I have no problems with those. I mean, they're a little you know corny here and there, but the Doctor Who is at its best when it's a little corny here and there. Um, yeah. and, and, and I, I have no problem with those, but then like, yeah, you get to, and even there you can see a little bit of his kind of like, almost like wistfulness, like, you know, Matt Smith's whole era is he's like a fucking magic man, like whoop-de-doo, Willy Wonka, magician, fairy tale man. And I don't care for it. It's not my jam. Yeah. And, and you get a little bit of that in the, like the, uh, the empty child, but like blink, you start to get some of that where it really plays up the doctor as this mystery man. And, Oh, look at him go. Where's he off to next? Oh, and it's like a little bit of that. It's not to the point that it gets to with like, 
the 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 girl who waited and all of that shit but yeah. it's it yeah. it starts to hint at that and it's i don't know it just annoys me a little bit i'm gonna i'm probably gonna watch it soon but and i'm sure i'll still like it because it's still a pretty cool episode overall it's a very unique episode it's, it's a like good episode yeah 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 it's fr- like it's great it's 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 freno it's 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 yes. freaking kino that's why i can describe blink personally is it's a bottle episode and the problem, yeah, it is the most bottle episode that a bottle episode could ever be. Yeah, the to problem, the point where it doesn't even have the main character of the show in it. That often. yeah, the problem yeah. introducing a bottle episode to people, like we were saying before, is like, yeah, it, it, it's really good. It's a fun episode, and we all love it. But that's because we know what the show is on. like. It's kind of yeah. It's it's like the the One Piece Baron Omatsuri movie, where <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah. It's it's a really cool piece of media you can watch and enjoy about and it's related to the series and you know you don't need any uh, info about the series to get into you'll it. You'll get a little bit but of character stuff, you'll get a little bit of world stuff. Some of that and you get some idea what it's all about but then it's also the tone is like pretty radically different most of it and the format is fairly different. And yeah, like, I don't know if you want to... It's People say, like, oh, watch this one first. No, watch it. Watch it, like, third or fourth, maybe, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you specifically want to, like, start without, like, starting from, a, like, the beginning, yeah, jump around a couple episodes, maybe watch, like... I mean, you could even just watch uh, Smith and Jones at I that mean, point if yeah, you want to. Even, honestly. even then, this is an unpopular opinion, but it's one that I've held for years... I think Midnight is a better episode to start with than Blink. I could see it, yeah. Because I yeah. I remember being in high school and having my teacher for an assignment play Midnight for our class. And of course I'd seen it. I was like, oh my god, yeah. Everyone in my class was like, this is what Doctor Who is like? And I was <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, for the most part. And they were like, that's really cool. I mean, I, like- I don't... I would say, yeah, it's a better, it's better than Blink for that, but it is another yeah. one where I remember, I rem- I just remember watching that the last time, and it's just this an- very anxious fucking episode that's like, it gets your pulse pounding. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like any other Doctor Who, but it's more like it in a way than Blink is. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Talking... it's, it's, it's very interesting. Talking specifically about uh, the ways to open the season, I know we're 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 probably not even going to get on this because we're at like two and a half hours. But Mummy on the Orient Express is a great, a great Excellent way to episode. start. Mummy on, Mummy on the Orient Express is such a good episode, and I hate I that people look at it and it. go like it has no fluff, and I love it for that. No, it's it's just front to back. There's some stuff between the Doctor and Clara. There's some stuff between Clara and the other characters. There's some stuff between the Doctor and the other characters, and there's the threat, and they just go with it, and it flows excellently. Yeah. Yeah. We might, um, we might get there. It depends on we'll, how much we talk about Matt Smith. I'll be honest. We'll try to get yeah. through Yeah, we'll try to get through it. I mean, um, season... Seri- God damn it! Series 3. Uh, <laughs> After you You'll get it one day. <laughs> no, I gotta do it! God damn it! Uh, <laughs> series 3 ends, though, with, like, basically a three-parter. And I have to say, I mentioned earlier in our chat, one of my favorite things that... Like, even old Who would do this pretty often. Uh that that the doctor who does is it will so utopia right it's an episode perfectly ordinary episode 
after being brought back to whatever the captain jack harkness jack harkness is there i'll, 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 I'll do i'll do a really quick synopsis at the beginning sure so uh the doctor and martha land in cardiff to refuel because there's a rift in carton that spe- cardiff that spews out time energy uh captain jack has been stationed there and once he hears the tardis he goes off running that happened in the finale of torchwood which is bef- which aired before Right, there's a uh, whole Captain, side show like cinematic universe that's happening. Captain, Don't worry too much about Captain it. Captain Jack hangs on to the side of the TARDIS as the Doctor takes off in a hurry because he doesn't want to talk to Jack again, I guess. He's mad at him for the uh, the allegations. <laughs> but um, Captain Jack like hangs out on the side and in an effort to fling him off, the TARDIS goes all the way to the end of the universe. Also, Captain Jack dies, but then he's brought back. He, yeah. uh, he he keeps doing that. He makes a habit of it. Oh, shit. Yeah, Captain Jack has. That's another whole thing. I mean, we there's a lot we're not going to get into, but we're going to get into a very important thing just in a moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this episode begins perfectly normally, like any other Doctor Who episode. No indication that anything weird is going to happen, and then it hits you with this character throughout it. Uh, Professor Yana, it says here, played by Derek Jacoby. Excellent uh, performance as Professor Yana, yeah. Professor excellent Yana performance. And the fucking... I mean, I don't know if how well it hits on another reviewing. I think I've only seen it once. But the it's first time lands. you see it... And I didn't even lands. know who the character was. I had no idea Same. who that guy was. It turns out that he is the longtime Doctor Who villain, the Master... Uh, from like the old series, we didn't even talk yes, about him. Introduced in John Pertwee's era, he was uh, sort of the overarching villain of his uh, second two seasons. Uh, yeah. Before the actor was tragically killed in an accident, yeah. uh, oh, brought back for the fourth Doctor as a crispy boy. Uh, then he stole the body of one of his companions' uh, father, and then he just kind of coasted by on that body for a while before being executed and turning into a cum. And stealing the body of an ambulance driver. And that's the last we saw him. <laughs> uh, yeah, the master is like basically his, I don't know, like school rival or whatever. Friend, yeah. friend sort friend of him. brother. Yeah. Um, throughout the years on uh, Ga- Gallifrey. I mean, we didn't even get into the lore of Time Lords and everything, but it's fine. Go watch the show. Uh, yeah, they were like friends and enemies for a long time, and it, unfortunately, the master was evil for various reasons. And uh, you know, they try to make him more humanized in various ways later on, and uh, it, works, it, it, it does, especially with Missy and and some yeah, of the Missy's some fantastic. of the some of the the John Sim stuff as well. Uh, who I I love Missy as well, but John Sim, I don't know, maybe it's just nostalgia. I'll always. I will say- the fucking John stuff. I was like, "Oh, this is not as good as I remember." <laughs> uh, Maybe honestly, oh, that's I, I disagree shame. because for for this for this episode, I rewatched uh, those old clips. I still think it's it's a lot of fun and holds up the, for the time. The the fucking clips of him like gassing the world and he does the thumbs up and everything. Oh, him, I just, him dancing so the fucking sisters. sisters. Yeah, it's so I great. It, I don't know. I maybe it hasn't all held up, but um, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it, it may not be perfect, but it's exactly like it, it's charming still. So yeah, that's yeah, 
But yeah, this regular episode that had nothing to do with anything in the main plot uh, turns out to be... And it's leading up after, like, this whole thing in, in the season... Uh, the, God damn it! The series with John... John <laughs> what's his name? Jo uh, Sorry. It, it's, it's like John Harold Saxon. Saxon. Yeah. Harold Saxon, Saxon yeah. right? Yes. Vote Saxon, of, everyone. Yes, vote a, Saxon. a Vote Saxon 07 fame. <laughs> of course. And yeah, nothing uh, else. Oh, no. Nothing oh, else at all, yes. Uh, I love how game uh, Harold, just connected with that thing. So one, I, another thing that I really loved about Doctor Who, I was a big fan of Lost and Fringe yeah. and a lot of the ways that they would string along like a plot from just some random thing in season one, and yeah. it would like become a thing four seasons later. And uh, Doctor Who would sometimes in a weird way, sometimes not so good, uh, but sometimes really good, and it was a thing I, I loved to see happen. Doctor Who would do that, too. S uh, series 1 had the bad wolf thing going on, yep. and they did some of that in the second series as well. Series 3, though, it started setting up the thing with, uh, with uh, Harold Saxon, and it's very minor, but yeah, you pick it up toward the end, where, yeah, this guy who, throughout this episode, is just this old guy... Turns out he's this evil man, uh, the, the master. He transforms. It turns into the finale. And the finale, it goes completely the fuck off the rails. The the, the Harold yeah. Saxon guy's running for uh, uh, parliament or prime minister, I guess. Prime minister, yeah. yeah, he yeah. won. Yeah. Real quick, um, a, little, he won. a little shout out, though, that previous incarnation of the master was Derek Jacoby. Yeah, Derek we Jack mentioned that. Yeah, and he yep. was great. And, and yeah, he... He he becomes John Sim. I like him, but yeah, that that episode is insanely dumb. Though the Toclafane, and I love all the, of that. That's the thing. I love the buildup. It's the payoff. Yeah, for me. The payoff exactly. It's not yeah. good. the doctor it's, becomes a little old gremlin man. It's um, and then, so, and then, even and at the Jesus. time, it was so dumb. God, and it's so I bad. Say, I need to say every time because this is what happens at the very end. To, to bring the doctor back after he gets turned into a little old goblin. Um, a <laughs> little goblin man. He, basically, Martha goes around the world and has everyone, like, pray. Yeah. Essentially, yes. There, there's a there's, there's techno babble explanation, but it's basically it praying. It is literally the I believe in Santa Cruz. <laughs> it really fucking <laughs> God. Um, it kills me. Oh, that's great. It's so stupid. Like, I like those episodes, but that's so stupid. Yeah, that, 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 what, that's what's keep, I can't fucking speak. That's what's keeping me from, like, saying that the, the finale to series three was good. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, great, at least. It's good, but, you know, that, <laughs> Dr. Jesus ain't exactly stupid. the play. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit dumb, a bit silly. Yeah. I mean, not and, and good silly. Like, when I say that John Sims master hasn't always held up, I do mean it very broadly in the way that it's like John Sim is always doing his best, yeah. but the material he's being given, especially in his last appearance in the end of time, there's a lot of stuff there where it was fun the first time. And then you rewatch it and you're like, Oh, he has like nothing to do here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets, it's so hokey with some of the stuff when, well, the the regeneration and everything. We wanna, we do wanna step it along here, and yeah, yeah the the so see, was it then after that that it was the the specials? No, season there was there was whatever? another one after that. You're forgetting Dawn. Oh, 
so, so real quick, that I, was I after wanna... Series 4, then? Okay. Yeah, real quick, I'll, I do want to add that uh, in Last of the Time Lords, it is hinted at that the Vote Saxon uh, abused his wife. Oh you know. God! Yeah, yeah, they they do directly discuss that. Dear God, no! So there's, there's, yeah, not that. But yeah, it's like Utopia best twist of the uh, best twist of the, the series, honestly. Yeah, and then you have, well, you know, Sound of Drums, pretty damn good. Nice setup for a good payoff. The last of the time lords not a not a very good payoff no it, it goes a little too far into like like you said with like the freedom fighter stuff it becomes like an a, a post apocalyptic series yeah, it's very it weird it's very silly yeah. Um, yeah it's but martha deserved better you know but you keep watching because there's enough there that's great and you're yeah. you're you're granted a whole so, i don't like, what was that's the, that's like, the thing for for from throughout most of series three, it's just been great, like gridlock, yeah. for, fucking um, human nature, family of blood, Smith and Jones, Blink, Utopia. And you get a you get a bit of a weak f- payoff on the finale, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. But you're like you're still f- invested. And what are you get? What do you get when you keep watching for series four? You well, get you one get of the, the ti- best series. Yeah, you also get the Titanic crashing into the TARDIS, which, you know, it happens. Well, that also happens. It happens yeah, to every guy. Was that the one with... 900s. Was that the one with Kylie Minogue there? Or yes. Was that a... yeah. uh, I don't really yeah. want to talk about that one besides mentioning it, because it's going to be yeah. relevant later. Yeah. I like it, it's just a bit long for my taste. Yeah. Um, but see, uh, Series 4 is, like, one of the best uh, of the, 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 the current show, I'd say. I mean, you got, like, Do- Donna throughout. You've got... The fires of Pompeii. You get the Ood here. You get the Santarans. You get the Doctor's daughter. You get the fucking Silence in the Library, which is Moffat, but it's pretty good. It's the best Moffat, I'd say. It's, it sets like up. The best it one. sets up basically the entirety of his fucking run. Yeah, I mean it does. It's is that the one with River Song that starts yep. that all off? Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah. And it's crazy because the next like we move on into 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 um Matt Smith and it's basically like a full reboot. Like it feels different. Most of the old like side yeah. characters are different once Stephen Moffat takes over and Matt Smith takes over. Like it's it feels like a completely different show, and yet yeah, they do plant a lot of that there in Silence in the Library, and that's great. Yeah, I for, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, so, and then uh, you I get. Do wanna... mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like Midnight Turn Left, the whole ending. Yeah. It's like it's great. The whole series banger. It's great the whole way through. Yeah. I do. I do want to go through them uh, at least a few of them specifically. Partners in Crime is just the Wonderful. definition of fun. It is Which one is this again specifically? The fat walks away. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. It's just it's a lot like the. I mean, it's got Donna in it and David Tennant Doctor, which is like that's why they're back now. There's a lot of what you can't go comedy. wrong with them. Yeah, there's it's 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 great. It's a lot like the Christmas special with her, you know. It's it, and then yeah, because a lot a lot of people even after the Runaway Ride, which was fantastic. A lot of people were doubting that Donna, like played by Catherine Tate, who is very famously a uh, like a comedian, yeah, they were they were kind of doubtful that she could do something dramatic. And then the fire, the fucking the fires of Pompeii comes and just 
smacks him upside the head and says, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> and also introduces us to uh, one of the greatest actors of all time, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, That's true. This is, uh, Peter yes. Capaldi's as first appearance in Tysilius slash the Doctor. Also, and Karen Gillan. As Soothsayer slash. Yeah, God, yeah. We will talk about Peter Capaldi as Caecilius more later because that is legitimately. Oh, is that actually canon? As Caecilius is an important element of his Doctor. Wow, I don't, yeah. I don't even remember that. Okay, we, we will get there. Um, yeah, Doctor a... Who has a bit of a history of like reusing actors here and there and being like, haha, it's not him, it's him with mustache now. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes they do yeah, something. They, they did it as far back as Colin Baker. It's really yeah. funny that you said that because Mark Gatiss shows up in, uh, in Lazarus <laughs> experiment and sucks yeah. and then shows up again later with a mustache. Um, oh, no, and he's not that bad. And he's good in that one, yeah. So then, then, then. Another amazing dramatic performance from specifically Catherine Tate, Planet of the Ood, which is. I mean, I just love the Ood as a creature. I mean, people love the fucking. I know the weeping angels are like more interesting, but the Ood, just look at them. They're great. And they got a little ball, you know, it's great. I love them. I love them. Yeah. (laughs) Now for me, um, the Centauran stratagem and the poison sky, they're good. They're not like phenomenal, but they're they're, they're uh, episodes. I don't know. Again, it's one of those ones where the the little potato men are so charming. I just I I love them. You know, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, the doctor's daughter, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not I that like great, it. but it's it's notable because of who's in it. I'd say. Yeah, exactly. This is this is where we get uh, the doctor's daughter is the doctor's wife, who is also the doctor's daughter. Yes, legitimately. <laughs> so, so again, uh, it's it is. Peter, what is his name? Uh, Peter Davison's daughter, uh, the yes. fifth Doctor's daughter, who is playing a character called the Doctor's wife or the Doctor's daughter. And then uh, she went on to J- marry David Tennant. She married David Tennant. So yeah, I mean, I've I've realized as we were mentioning that earlier that it's almost kind of like a weird royal family incestuous Doctor Who relationship. <laughs> I know, yeah. uh, don't think about it too much. <laughs> So, Doctor's Daughter, I, I would say that that's the dud of the series. A lot of and people yeah. think it's not that bad. It, it has an interesting element with Martha and the... Yeah. Um, the the oh, bubble no. guy. Well, there's also yeah. the uh, the Agatha Christie one. I don't really remember. Yeah, that's the next one. one. Unicorn and the Wasp. It was written by a piece of shit, but I like it. It's fun. I'm trying to remember what the monsters are called. What did Gareth Last Roberts time. do? Isn't that the fucking Rogue One guy? Yeah. No, no, that's Gareth Edwards. Oh, oh okay. But, uh, I, I don't they, know. They were called the Hath. Guy who Gareth Roberts is the guy who wrote, um, the b- 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 Shakespeare Code, Planet of the. Yeah, Dead, no, I know you. Me- he mentioned that he was a piece of shit. What did he do? Uh, he did. Is he like did. Did he vote Saxon his wife? Oh no! no. Oh, he, he, he is another. massively transphobic. He did another fucking uh, what's his name? Linehan. Oh, yeah, Graham Linehan. Just call him. Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Although you know, it's a slur. At least he's not divorced. So you know, true. Yeah, it's not as embarrassing. Over. The half. That's it. The, the bubble monsters are called the half. Yeah. That's it. I said it twice. Mm. I was trying to remember. I couldn't hear. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> so next we have Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead, which is two of the best. Fantastic. Ever still. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it it's 
I mean, I don't the, remember the, if the fucking Stephen Moffat dialogue is going to piss me off if I watch it again, but no, I remember con- these being the concept. Fantastic. The concept of yeah. carnivorous shadows is such a great idea. Yeah. And it is wild that there hasn't been another Vashinarada episode. And also, it's such a f- I I remember that word the name Vashta Narada in your name it's such in in my brain it's such a great name that I just love like remembered yeah. that and like I'm like what is that from oh yeah it's that one Doctor Who episode yeah it's crazy yeah. that that hasn't come back also excellent cast because you've got Colin Salmon there you've got oh, yeah. Steve Pemberton you've got yeah. uh, O T what's his name. Ot Fajbenel, he's the guy. He shows up for like two minutes in the Black Widow movie, um, <laughs> and uh, famed ex-wife of Elon Musk, Tallulah Riley. Yes, right. oh, wow. <laughs> the one, the one who suggested that he buy Twitter and then ruin it. Oh, that's wow. real. Um, it's got a great cast. Oh, that's, that's her, right? Um, only, only one of only one of the cast members is incredibly stupid. So hey, you um, know. midnight. <laughs> excellent episode oh, uh, i love midnight it's it's straight yeah. up like up there with heaven sent for me it's like i think neck and neck i also has an excellent cast uh david troughton does an excellent job um yes yeah that's uh Patrick second Trouton's doctor's son, son right yes. yeah and, and he's great in it he, he has an excellent performance also um, alice troughton which funnily enough unrelated. not related not related to patrick troughton directed yeah. the episode <laughs> Oh, interesting. interesting. I, I think that I, I just think that's again, it's the incestuous doctor. Don't worry about it, though. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, then turn left. I remember right. I uh, that's left. That is one that I remember being like top three favorite turn series. Left. Turn left is the culmination of the previous four years of Doctor Who starting yeah. to crash to just crash together. Yeah. Yeah, and it unfortunately, is... there's some pretty dumb stuff that happens a little later, you know, as a result. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but Turn Left is great. Yeah, and I, I, I will say we didn't mention it, but it's kind of relevant for this episode. At the very end of Partners in Crime, Rose just kind of reappears in a crowd. Yes. And then oh, yeah. Yeah, Rose is like dead or whatever, or didn't exist, or another universe. Don't it's worry about universe. it, but she's, she's back, yeah. yeah. In the uh, Santaran episode, I think, Midnight, and I think Doctor's Daughter, there uh, were like hints no. of her trying to get through to him. Which is yeah, the new yeah. bad wolf type of situation for exactly. the season. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also the planet's disappearing. The bees disappearing. Or the, uh, the, not bees. Well, the bees actually, yeah, mentioned in Partners in Crime, but uh, the... The bees? Uh, My god. Yeah, the, uh, the adipose... Homeworld, like the breeding world, disappeared. The uh, homeworld of the pyroviles disappeared. The I don't think there was a mention. Well, right. I don't think there was a mention in Planet of the Ood. Uh Then Santaran stratagem and Poison Sky. There was mention of the Santaran breeding world disappearing. Uh, the Doctor's daughter. I think it's both the Hath and the humans. Like their colony worlds disappear. Yeah, yeah, both of them go missing, which is why they're both attempting to to lay their claim to the planet that they're on. And Unicorn and the Wasp. Uh, there's the the Vespamorph. Yeah, the Vespamorph, which is like tied into the bees disappearing, which is like kind of tangentially related to the missing planets. It's all connected. Yeah. No mentions in Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead, but in Midnight, there's the Lost Moon of Poosh. 
Yes, they referenced a lot of Kush quite a few times uh, in that episode. Yeah. So all all of this kind of comes together. To oh wait, turn hang left. on, hold on. Before anybody says, yeah. Speaking of turn left and Donna Noble, can we all just mention? Can we all just mention Wilf? Oh, he's the best. He's the best. We Everybody's favorite, the Whoa. fucking goat, Wilf. He's yeah, the, we'll, he's we'll, the we'll get we'll get a bit more to him with the uh, specials, which we should probably sure sure pick up the pace a bit. But turn yeah. left is yeah. it, it, you you see more of Rose. You get more mention of all of the stuff disappearing, and all of that. It's like a it's like a sort of Elseworld style, like what would happen if the Doctor was gone, and it is such a good story. Yeah. And then it's you have very, Stoner. very well, well directed, and yeah, fantastic, great music too. Yeah, like the theme we of have like, the Doctor mention, being dead. Fucking Murray Gold is bringing his fucking a game. This whole fucking the show. music, oh, the music for the entirety of the revival series up through and including series ten, so good. Fucking, and he's coming back. He's yeah, he's back. It's gonna be great again. I noted watching old Doctor Who, and it's not all over the place. There's some episodes that have like really nice soundtracks in them, but then sometimes there'll just be full episodes where it's like they just didn't have music for the whole thing, and yeah. uh, and there's like a little bit of da 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 like action music or whatever. But you really notice and and just how much like the music is really adding to a lot of the scenes especially with like i i have a lot to say i don't like about the matt smith era but the music in that era is like really driving home some of the scenes and i, yeah. I remember like that one theme they play constantly that's uh it's really fun <laughs> yeah his little lemo teeth they little they over they overuse i am the doctor it, it's, it's such a shame yeah, it's too much yeah. for a while so then, then we we get into the stolen Earth into Journey's End, where we get explanations on why the planets are disappearing, and like two different crossovers meet up again with the main show with Sarah Jane Smith and like all of the Bannerman Road Gang and Torchwood yeah, there was plus Captain this Jack. This whole fucking thing, and we mentioned Torchwood a little, but yeah, there was like the Sarah Jane Adventures featuring yep. Fourth Doctor companion Sarah Jane Smith. Wasn't there a who series was for K nine too? I'm almost certain that was a there, that, there was K-9 there was a pilot. I, yeah, no, there's, there's a there's there's the K nine series. Is there? There was a K nine thing. Yeah, and and they, the torch. Torchwood went for fucking uh like like three or four years and had these uh the this uh save the the earth or whatever uh I forget what it was called but they had like a couple of specials oh, on that it was a um, huge deal. Yeah, Torchwood had a few specials. There was Children of Earth, Miracle Children Day, Earth. and was there one more? There I think one? it was those two. They oh. they started back after 2017 and uh in a big finish audio format and uh oh, yeah. series 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 one through four so uh they're the first two series of torchwood are just called you know series one and series two then you have children of earth yep then miracle day That's and true. then <laughs> series five is called aliens among us oh, yeah. and then series six is called god among us Oh, nice. <laughs> These were both before 2020, and now Series oh, 7. And now Series 7 is just called Among Us. Oh, my God. 
a mogus. That's not yes. real. Why would they that's do real. that? Come that's on real. now. Look. That's insane. I Look love that. with your eyes and see. Oh my god. The Torchwood Among Us. The the episodes are literally called Among Us One, Among Us Two. Yeah, that, that's Among that's because it's a that's because it's a big finish box set. I know. I just oh, the, the, yeah. the laying it out like that is so funny. Yep. Torchwood Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. Three hours. We gotta buy it. Yep. Torchwood Among Us. I'm just gonna put this, you know, here just as an image. We could, we could. We probably should do a part two. If I'm being honest, like, let's kind of let's kind of glance over some stuff. Well, because I'm thinking, right? We could always. do You guys have a lot you want to say about actually. You know what? I I want to watch more of twelve. Like I haven't seen anything from his third season. Or series? No! What I was going to say is yeah. we could always kind of leave off here and then tackle 11, 12, and 13 and then the specials, exactly. the specials are out. Honestly, yeah. Because yeah. I need to rewatch. I'm, I've, I've been really quiet because I'm out of a loop for some of the later ones and I've been meaning to rewatch it. Before. Yeah, and, so it's and like I know we're going to have... We're gonna have a lot to say about Matt Smith, and that's there's a lot to say in general, and there's a lot of opinions. So, yeah, and so that would probably be best. Yeah, but we let's uh, let's talk about the the specials. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess the I think the oh yeah we should talk about I guess a little bit of the uh, the ending for well let's talk about the next Doctor. Oh boy. Well, I was I was talking Stolen Earth Journeys. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Journeys that specific that specifically. That specifically ties into the uh, the 60th anniversary, because at the very end, uh, everything looks dire. Uh, Donna. Oh, OK. So at the end of Stolen Earth. Um, oh, God, I have to go back for this. So oh, no. in, it really goes to show how, like, good Russell T. Davis is at, like, tying things together, because in David Tennant's first episode, the Christmas invasion. He gets his hand chopped off by the uh, Sycorax in a sword fight. But since in the first few hours of his regeneration, he just throws it back. And it's a really stupid effect. And I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So, a little bit that was Christmas invasion, you said? with a hand that's true and yes jack harkness has the hand in torchwood yeah this goes forget, full metal gear was... solid too it's insane i forget if that was explained or not but we'll just flash forward to utopia where captain jack meets up again with the doctor and <laughs> just captain jack has this big ass backpack on his back and when they get to like the utopia base he takes, I think Martha takes the hand out of the backpack and she's like, what the fuck? And 
the doctor's like, that's my hand, what? <laughs> and he was using it to, like, locate the doctor. So, the, the, the doctor just keeps his fucking hand. I don't even think it's ever given to him. He just keeps it. No, he just holds on to it, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's just been in the TARDIS since that point. And at the end of Stolen Earth, uh, the Doctor gets shot by a Dalek. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. And he begins to regenerate inside the TARDIS shortly after reuniting with Rose. It's real dramatic. It's like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, Yeah, because like there was no announcement that David Tennant was. I think there was a note. No, there was no announcement that David Tennant was leaving. No. Yeah. So. It was a massive surprise to everybody. And I don't think Doctor Who is ever going to get something like that again. But yeah, he ends up channeling his excess regeneration energy into his hand. And that lets him keep the same face while being fully healed. Uh, Some people are saying that this second 10th Doctor is, quote unquote, second 10th Doctor is a separate incarnation and should be counted as such. I don't think so. No, he's the Metacrisis Doctor. He is a no, 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 not that one, not that one. The, you the mean 10th the doctor. 14th Doctor? No, 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 no. So he regenerates. What? He transfers his excess regeneration into oh, the, uh, I get what you mean. The hand. Yeah. And people are saying that that's a second incarnation of the 10th Doctor. No, it's not. I don't he's believe that. Dead. He's still 10th. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he, he keeps the same face, personality. The only thing that's changed is that he's expended regeneration and healed himself. I don't think that counts as his full other No, it's not a new iteration. No, that's stupid. No. Some people say that they're wrong. Yeah, so, that, that is incorrect. It, hey, if you, if you think differently, uh, bump up our engagement by commenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us an argument. Well, we'll If it's a good one, we'll address it. Yeah, straight up. I checked the comments of, you, of most of these. So that that's just kind of seen as, oh, well, you know, oh, he cheated the regeneration. Oh, no, now the drama's expended. But then a little way through the episode, things are kind of dire. And Donna's trapped in the TARDIS and she feels like this pull towards the hand that's still just like sitting there in the water. And she touches it. And a new doctor just bursts out from it. And he's naked. <laughs> Which I think is funny. So this new this new doctor is the Metacrisis Doctor, and it is a new incarnation of the Doctor because it's a whole new human. Well, yeah, a whole no, new it's, human. It's new, it, well, it's it's a different being. It's 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 yeah. basically like the Doctor's son at this point. He, he goes kind by Corin in the extended materials. He does. Yeah. Hmm. Corin. Um. Yeah, in the in the comics and the uh, audio stories and stuff, he he tends to go by Corin. Interesting. Um, oh, hold on, I'm getting an alarm. Okay, so, oh geez, I'm I'm all out of sorts. Uh, we'll uh, go ahead and wrap this. Water. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, you know, they 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 continue on. They come as like a rogue element to save the day. Uh, it doesn't quite go as well. And Davros, who is here, by the way, uh, that's kind. That's kind of a small part of this story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. zaps Donna, and that like unlocks the Time Lord inside of her because the transfer was two ways when she touched that. Uh, like when she touched the hand. Yes. Yeah, some, so en- some of the regeneration energy went into her as well. Yeah. So she's like part Time Lord in her brain. 
So she knows all of this stuff now. And it's a bit of a cop-out, but I think it's good because it leads into, you know, after the day is saved, it's just the Doctor and Donna. You know, the the entire Tyler family who just kind of showed up, they go into their own separate alternate universe like how like how it happened in the at the end of series two you know you have sarah jane mickey and martha all leaving on earth uh same with jack and then it's just the doctor and donna and the doctor has to wipe donna's memory so that she can survive and it's the most dramatic companion exit. It's the best written companion exit. It's I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's fantastic. Less, it's well, it's the most dramatic. It's not the most melodramatic, which is Rose Tyler. Uh, yeah. They really ham that up a lot. And I mean, you know, people really like her, but I think it's a lot more earned with with Donna. Yeah. So adding part one to the thumbnail here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. After after this point, the Donna does not remember the Doctor. She she exists exactly as she existed the second before she like transported onto the TARDIS at the beginning of Runaway Bride. Yeah, I guess technically at the end of Doomsday. So that's sad. It's yeah. it's genuinely like heartbreaking. And instead of ending on a fun tease for the Christmas special, which we'll get into like right after, it's just it just ends on the doctor being sad. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a downer ending. Yeah, it, it's, it's not just kind of a downer folks. ending. It's, it's a massive downer ending. Well, let's talk about the specials and then wrap up. Well, I was going to say, and the interesting thing is the Metacrisis <clears throat> doctor goes on to have a daughter with Rose. Um Yes. And all this other stuff, but it all happens only in the comics, and it's never acknowledged anywhere. Yeah, um, at, at this point, you never see Rose Tyler again. You never see the uh, the Metacrisis Doctor again. It's just don't worry yeah, about that's, it. They're, that's that's they're the end of the story. For life. Yeah, they don't need to be the protagonists in stupid, wacky adventures. They get to just be happy. Isn't that nice exactly. for them? So yeah, that's that's the end of a uh, series four. Let's get on to the specials with the next Doctor, which is Clickbait. Oh, shit. <laughs> you ever seen Clickbait before? Well, I guess it's not really before Clickbait, but it's it's Clickbait for TV, and that's what this is. Essentially, a prelude. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, <laughs> well, actually, not not really a prelude. Actually, no. My my brain's starting to work slow. <laughs> But um, it's uh, so all right. The doctor shows up in Victorian London. Is it London? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's. Oh uh, well, yeah, it's the fucking fake uh, doctor one. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. and it's it's this it's. One, I don't think people remember how big of a deal this was because going into it, they announced that David Morrissey would be the next doctor. Huh. Yes, they announced that. They said, guys. Following David Tennant, you yeah. are meeting the new Doctor, played by David Morrissey. And, uh... <laughs> that was that, a load of garbage. That wasn't Look. true. That was, uh... uh... <laughs> that's not true, that's a lie! That turned out yeah. to be a bit of bullshit. He was, yeah. uh, what's his name, Jackson Lake. Um, yes. Yeah. It's not a great episode. 
Uh, it's no. it's it's okay. It's I watched it originally without. Um, I, I watched it without any of the knowledge of that happening, and I just remember being like, I don't know. It was just kind of it happened, and then it stopped happening, and I forgot about it. You know. Uh, there's that really weird bit where they make a hot air balloon to fly up to fight a giant Cyberman. To what was what was that called? It was called the TARDIS. Yeah, hmm. it was the. Oh my god, what is it? Oh my god, How, what what was the acronym? It uh, was the, the next something like. Oh god. I am pulling it up. Let me find it. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I, I know the first word is tethered. Tethered aerial release developed in style. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I really like that one. It's fun. Um, and then after that, no, nothing really happens of note there. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just kind of a. It's a it's a, it's a bit of a nothing thing. It, it it probably exists only for the clickbait. Honestly, it did. Yeah. Uh, and then there was Planet yeah. of the Dead, which also had a similar thing where they were like, guys, look at the new companion, Christina. Um, and, and she, she uh, doesn't or wasn't. Well, there wasn't yeah. this like there was this wasn't the writer's strike, but there was a reason why they couldn't have like a full season. It David was Tennant like, was doing uh, Hamlet, I think, for yes. the Royal Shakespeare uh, Company. Let's see. Yeah. So um, it was, yeah, it was kind of difficult to plan around that. So it was weird, yeah. Uh, but Planet of the Dead is important because it sets up elements that will play into the rest of the specials. Yes, because that is where David Tennant's doctor is given the prophecy of someone knocking four times and returning, which is, of course, in reference to the master. Yes, because um, there there was a drum beat in his head that went. It, it goes do 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 do. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So, um, and then Waters of Mars, which is a pretty great water. Episode. I'm. It's more than pretty great. Waters of Mars is fantastic. Yeah. Waters I love of Mars it. is really good. Yeah. It is not only just a really good Doctor Who episode, but it's just great sci-fi. It also does a lot of really good work for showing the desperation starting to form in the Tenth Doctor's mind. Yeah, specifically um, because of that uh, prophecy. Because he knows what it means. He knows where, like, where it's coming from. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah, also and they do a really just... fun thing where they use the cloister bells of the TARDIS to go. Ah, oh, the Doctor's regenerating. Ah, oh, that's coming. That's coming. Which is a thing that hadn't been done since Logopolis, which was uh, what twenty, almost thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people, I remember seeing somebody at the time who pointed out how, like, how big of a deal, I mean, I even said earlier, like, how big of a deal a regeneration is now, but especially that one. Like, it's not this just yet, but, like, we're leading up to the, to this whole big deal where, like, this the next special that's coming up is, like, this entire fucking deal that's that's all about him regenerating and the, even the part where like i don't want to go and just like back in the day man yeah you would just get a doctor would just be like swapped out and they wouldn't you know it wouldn't be that big of a deal and there's the like years part, of lead up to this shit the craziest part is that when this happened the doctor only had one regeneration left 
Well, no, no, this because see that that's on. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It wasn't it wasn't widely believed at the time that this that that this next doctor was going to be the last one because, you know, the uh, discussed the the amount of regenerations and all that. Yeah, the the war doctor was not well, like not not even well known. It wasn't known exist yet. Yeah, the yeah. the war doctor was not a thing, and it Tune was also in next time for war doctor, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it it was also widely believed that the well, it it, it wasn't really widely discussed whether or not that uh, that regeneration at the end of Stolen Earth counted. No, but that's the crazy thing is that technically, when they go to Matt Smith and go, he's on his last regeneration now, and he has to be given more regenerations to actually regenerate. Yeah, it fits in perfectly with the canon established throughout Tenant's run, even before they introduce the like the idea of the War Doctor. Moffat looked back at what was written and laid it out that way. It's really well done when you look at it as a whole. Yeah, um, it's cool. Um, yeah. I love Waters of Mars. It has a it has one of the best endings of any Doctor Who episode ever. Um, yeah, like to the to the point where I legitimately do not want to spoil it at all. No, even if you go watch- what I what I remember of this one isn't this like you mentioned his desperation in this like this is one where it's almost like Doctor as evil character almost like yeah. he kind of goes pretty bad for a moment. This, sadly, he starts, uh, he starts to go on about how he's the Time Lord victorious and all that. Yeah, yeah. sadly they didn't really do anything with that until like 2020 with that. Uh, with the that like series yeah which wasn't really done all that well sadly oh yeah yeah i mean it's a good story and i really liked it but it just wasn't done that well but it does do a good an interesting thing of having the doctor for the first time really actively go i'm going to push against something that is a fixed point in time i'm going to change it because i am the doctor and i can do this i have the power to do this yeah. Um yeah. and they really do present him as almost like he's becoming a villain where it's like you're just going to completely alter an inalterable event in time because you say so and he's like yeah. <laughs> I mean it's ballsy. Uh, yeah, I, then, I really wish they went further on with that. I do too. I mean we think uh, of him now like Doctor Who now you know it's 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 kind of just a, a normal thing now for him to like move heaven and earth for one of his companions or whatever, or for himself, you know, whatever this like insane shit. Like he's basically a God. I mean, they call him a time Lord and it's not for nothing, but like back in the day, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard like classic who fans ever really talk about it, but it is funny. Like he, you know, yeah, he was like a magical, you know, weirdo space guy back in the day, but he was never like, mending two universes together in like this insane display of like i don't know yeah there's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that they they have him doing now like again the stuff that happens in heaven sent uh billions and billions of years and all of that uh he's he's like a god now basically and there's a really interesting element which we'll talk to when we talk about peter capaldi yeah um of Peter Capaldi's doctor has this initial element because of the stuff that happens with Matt Smith and Tennant and him of this, like needing to deal with what his morality actually is. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Which ties back to this David Tennant stuff where he's like, okay, but I did that. I tried to do that, but I couldn't, I still do that. And you actually see him grapple with that. And it's not until I think the end of his first season where he goes, I need to stop thinking about this and just focus on doing what I've always done. Um, yeah. Which yeah. actually adds to his doctor as a character, but that ties back to this stuff happening with uh, David Tennant for the waters of Mars and end of time. Like it all ties back to that in a really interesting, dramatic way. Yeah, it's really good. Like I, I, I really like we, we, we clown on, uh, you know, Stephen Moffat's writing a good deal, especially in this episode. But yeah. man, man could write a fucking story for real. Was he Waters of Mars? Oh, he no, wasn't. No, no, but no. I, I, was, yeah. I was talking about like the theme, the general yeah, theme yeah. of the 12th the, Doctor. The but, thing that he yeah. always did best was tying back major thematic elements of iterations of the Doctor. When he was tackling the Doctor as a character, more in Capaldi than Smith. Smith, he kind of just did his own thing. In Capaldi, he really focused on like looking back at the history of the character. Um, yeah, when he did it, he did it well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I remember people giving, like back in the day, Rus people gave Russell T. Davies a lot of shit. Um, and they were very happy that Moffat was taking over, and they were like, now the show's going to be smarter, because Moffat's a better writer, because, you know, <laughs> they, he's he's very pretentious and they you know, a lot of the time, and they thought that, that that made it smarter. But, like, Russell T. Davies is consistently writing a lot of the, the best stuff in the show, like yeah. like Waters of Mars. And then occasionally, well, I don't know, I, did, did he write the finale of, of Series 3? I'm not sure. See, yeah, he did, but also he didn't fully write Waters of Mars. He uh, he co-wrote it. Yeah, he co-wrote it with Ford, Phil Ford. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, The End of Time was written by Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, admittedly, a good, a good deal of Moffat's writing was probably just like the opening bit of, you know, The 11th Doctor. Yes. Um... Speaking of which, uh, the end of time is a very mixed. Uh, yeah, it's duo. a mixed bag. Uh, it's it's, yeah. a, it's episodes that I really liked when I watched them when they premiered, and have watched them since, and kind of went. Well, they're oh. they're basically like really big budget, like Channel Awesome movies. Like just a bunch yeah. of shit is happening, and there's not a lot of pacing, and just scenes kind of go from one to the other. And, and Timothy Dalton's stuff, there. And there's all the stuff with the master going flesh, flesh, eat, eat, yummy, yummy. He turned, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think the best. Uh, I think it's the best Doctor Who episode ever because the word Skeletor is uttered once. He does oh, say nice. yeah, they, they do discuss Skeletor. Well, you know, Bernard Cribbins is there and he's say... he's fucking okay. doing his he's fucking doing his thing as well. Give the best performance of his entire time on the show. Yeah, um, well, yeah, Wilf is so good, and I'm glad that we're getting him again in the 60th. I, wow, that's amazing. Is he still alive? No, I thought he died. died. Yeah, he, oh. he passed away very recently. It's he yeah. is. It's his last performance. He passed oh. away just after finishing filming. Oh, that's a shame. Um, well, and of course, we can't talk about the end of time without talking about the fact that uh, the Obama becomes a white man. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, was this or was the Series 3 the Obama? I think it no, was this. this. Is the Obama. Um, yeah, the Obama part is pretty great. And the thing about the end of time is, like, again, I, I enjoy it as, like, fun, but it's not really great. There's all the yeah. stuff with the, the no. white point star diamond, which is, like, what was the point of this? Like, there's the <laughs> stuff where they're, like, um, dude the banging noise in your head was just your heartbeat and the master's like what and it's no like, way so uh, what the f where'd this come from <laughs> like uh -huh. it's really bizarre how could this um, be yeah like, that's very strange it, it's all it's a lot of stuff where you're watching it and again i enjoy those episodes but as you're watching them there's all these fun bits and then you stop and think about what you're watching and you're like why what yeah what um like there's there's cactus people they're yeah, there they don't really do anything yeah they just um, they just kind of exist about the cactus people there's so much jesus the christ the plot of the time lords is to bring back gallifrey and so tear apart the entire universe and kill everything yeah, and then become like beings of pure consciousness, which is just right. a thing that they think will happen. They don't know if it'll actually happen or not. Um, yeah. Well, you know, best of luck. I hope that works out for them. Um, but of course, <laughs> there is the um, the incredible ending. I do think that like it's such a weird case where eighty percent of the episode is kind of just nonsense, and then the last twenty percent of it is legitimately really beautiful character writing and storytelling. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's also there's a lot of there's, great stuff in there. There's the bit with uh, you know, uh, Wilfred and the Doctor in the spaceship up above, which yep, where they that's just experiences with the, war. Yeah, the the spaceship up above is just something you're gonna have to accept because I'm not gonna explain it, but. Uh, I mean, they don't yeah. explain it. They just say our ship is there, and they go, "Okay." Yeah. Apparently, apparently, no, no, because uh, they had to like go. They had to go in silent running mode because of to to avoid like sensors. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they they did at least do that, but yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's just kind of all over the place. But then you have that really beautiful scene where you know Wolf and the Doctor are talking about war and. Wolf is just begging the doctor if you because he brought like a gun with him for the doctor to use. And Wolf is just begging him, please use this. I don't I don't want you to die. And it's uh, okay. genuinely heartbreaking. Unbelievable performance from Bernard Cribbins, where yes, he delivers all of the weight of a man who has seen loss as he's trying to beg someone to not be another person that he loses. Yeah. Um it's it's really impactful and then of course there's the bit in the radiation booth yeah um, where where the you know the the time lords are gone the master is like you know he's sacrificed himself to go along with them because i think i think it's like specifically because he realized that the time lords were using him and then the doctor like spared him so yeah. he's like okay okay buddy i'm gonna do you a solid and he flexes his lightning powers which I'm not gonna explain. <laughs> no, 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 no. So well, the it's it's done. It's done. The the you know the conflict is resolved. You know, oh, you know, David Tennant's get well, the doctor's getting up. 
He's relieved. And then. Uh, it's not picking up. Hold on. Yep. <laughs> then you just hear behind them. That didn't pick up. It's, it's, it's four knocks. Picking up. You, yeah, you it's hear four the knocks. four knocks. Yeah. You hear four yeah. knocks. Just four small knocks coming boom, from boom, behind boom, them. Boom. And then Which, as I recall, is also a thing that landed really well uh, at the it, first yeah, time. Yeah, it's great. But it's it's the element of you're you're always presented with the knocks being this like thunderous drumming dun 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 dun. But when you hear them, it's just these soft gentle like kind just knocks for attention kind of of wilf going like hey I- i'm stuck I'm, I'm still, in this boot yeah trapped in a, getting out trapped in a chamber which will flood with radiation if he tries to leave which is a and bit then, of a stupid design but yeah. and then the doctor oh, oh. has his pure moment where he just breaks and has to do has to deal with his own self-absorption and ego yeah i'm in not a, a big fan of that scene personally very often and it's kind of i don't know it's a little too much <clears throat> Yeah, um, I get I mean, that well, he doesn't want to die. I get that he doesn't want to become another person. But me, uh, you just yelled at this sweet old man and said he was not important in the slightest, and yeah, that it was, his life didn't matter. It was putting <laughs> like, down Wilf. You don't do yeah. that. Wilf's a well, treasure. The whole thing. I remember, like again at the time in twenty whatever when I was. I remember it was like some guy. I think it was Welshy or whatever on the la- uh, that guy with the glasses website who was talking about Doctor Who. It might have been somebody else, but I think it might have been Welshy who was talking about... And yeah, long-time old classic Who fan talking about the show back at the time and just being like, yeah... They, the why does David Tennant get so much time dedicated to him, like regenerating? Why is it all? Oh, I don't want to go, and 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 all of this stuff. Like you're just another guy. There's been like a bunch of people before you. Why are you so special? Oh, it's because you're popular, and all of the people on Tumblr like you, or whatever. Like you're the one that the show got really successful with, so you're getting the most you know, time, you're getting all these specials and all this lead-up to your regeneration, but, you know, Tom Baker just got, like, shoved in a fucking closet. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, yeah, it is a lot, the, a lot of the just well, extended, and, like, goodbye sequence and everything for, like, two fucking episodes, basically. This is a controversial opinion, because everyone loves the, the David Tennant stuff. The regeneration. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. good regeneration, but it, it goes uh-huh. on a while. Yeah, yeah, I think it's too long. Yeah, I really think drag, but... the farewell tour that he does at the end. Am I too loud? No, no, not at all. Okay, Goodbye. so the farewell, the farewell tour he does at the end is a bit long. It's it's very effective because he goes around and he like, you know, says bye. Well, not really says, he says bye, but he's to like he, he's like every character that he could possibly say goodbye all of, to. Even, at that all point. of his even companions, spinoff characters. Yeah. He goes and saves Sarah Jane Smith's adopted son from the Sarah Jane show to say goodbye. Well, because that was also closing out that entire, like, cinematic universe at that time. Not quite, actually. Uh, Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, there was fucking class also. Yeah. Well, yeah, but class was, like, later, later. That's Capaldi. Okay. Um, All right. Well, but, and here's what I was going to say. I don't love the David Tennant thing, and yes, I know I'm a Capaldi shill, but... (laughs) Peter Capaldi's doctor also has a moment where quite a while where he's actively fighting back his regeneration. His regeneration is not instantaneous. It is him actively saying, 
I'm not done. I'm not done. I have to keep going. The difference is there's a clear mindset as to why he's doing it. It's yeah, not he's, just, I don't want to. It's he's doing it for an altruistic Because the next reason. doctor is going to be really bad and he wants it's, to avoid that happening. <laughs> it's, it's like you said, it's him trying to be altruistic because it's him thinking like, have I done enough to be the man I was meant to be as the doctor, as this self? Yeah. Like, have I shown that I am the doctor and that I was the doctor? Have I left that mark? And so he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing, fighting it back until the moment where he accepts. Maybe I've done enough. Maybe I should just let myself go and let the new me take over and move forward. Yeah. Um, which is so drastically different from David Tennant's that I love it way more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for David Tennant, again, it just kind of feels like he's just like, I don't want to. No, they regenerate. Even Matt Smith's doctor, who has a recurring line and theme of how he doesn't like endings and he doesn't like the endings of stories, he doesn't like saying goodbye. Even he at the end goes, you know what? I was the doctor. That's okay. Because even when I'm gone, I will always know that I was the doctor. Yeah. He moves on. Times change and so must I. He doesn't go, no, I don't want you. Okay, bye. You know? I don't know. It hits different when you do these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's... So... He does the. I'll go ahead and finish up the synopsis. Uh, he does the farewell tour, and he ends on Rose uh, going home New Year's Day 2005. Which, by the way, it's kind of weird and inconsistent canon-wise, but whatever. Don't worry <laughs> about it. He says, "Oh, you're you're gonna have a great year." And then he, like, not being seen by anybody, because Rose went back into her like apartment, just kind of slowly stumbles toward the TARDIS, which looks stupid without the music co- accompanying it. <laughs> Prop, props to Murray Gold. Yeah. And then... You know... As, as final lines go, I don't want to go is not really a good one no. for a doctor. No, uh, it really. isn't. Him desperately. Oh, I just want to go. If he had said nothing, that would have been perfect. If he, he had just had a moment where he cried and just finally felt catharsis before he was gone. That's great. The thing is, you compare it to the other modern Doctor regenerations, where uh, Christopher Eccleston says, "You know, Rose, you were fantastic, and so was I. Great line." Yeah. Times change and so must I. I will always remember when the doctor is I'm me. Not, I'm not going to say all these because I want him, I want Claw to experience that without yes. spoilers. But like you said, you. the final line of Matt Smith's of I won't forget one line, not one day. I swear I'll always remember when the doctor was me. And the best part of that is that he looks at the camera when he says it. Yeah. Uh, for, a, for a fleeting second, he looks straight at the camera and acknowledges like, I'll see you guys later. And it's really sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not big on eleven, but eleven's regeneration was phenomenal. Uh, listen, was at least Tennant's final line of "I don't want to go." It's a good line for saying goodbye to the series, not for regeneration. Yeah, um, yeah. At yeah. least better than Colin Baker, who 
who says carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice, <laughs> carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. Um, well, uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's that's the Russell T. Davis era. <laughs> carrot oh, yeah, oh, juice ends it. By by the way. Just to finish up the synopsis, he says, I don't want to go. There's a big light show. The TARDIS explodes. And then the doctor thinks he's a girl and is very glad that he still has legs. And And then he's not ginger. That I will say, Matt Smith didn't say enough. He yells, and the episode ends. Yeah. Yeah, And then then at the beginning of that next episode, he almost gets castrated. Good job. Yeah. Yay. Woo. Well, that'll be for next time, folks. I'm sure there will be spicy opinions about Matt Smith and about uh, everybody loves Peter Capaldi. I haven't seen that much Peter Capaldi. Well, I love Peter Capaldi. I'm going to find out more. This gives me time to start rewatching at least the newer ones. I didn't have much to talk about because it's like, yeah, I really liked it. I haven't thought much about it. I'll say you yeah, should at least fine. rewatch like the most notable Matt Smiths and then watch yeah. as much of Capaldi as you can. I'd say. Yeah, go yeah, go I'm as far as deep the into new... I'm not gonna the, the... that sentence. I'm gonna go in deep into Capaldi as you can. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you said it. You said it. Uh, yeah, there you go. With get that, it deep you guys, in. Uh, play us out. Yeah. 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 So um, that's that's I guess that's part one of the Doctor Who hyperfixation. I yeah. guess we're just going to Oh, and of course another hyperfixation also, series. Also, yep. we're going to we're going to probably piss on uh Jodie Whittaker for a bit, so that'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. I'm I'm going to take like it even actress, but We'll try to be even about it. Yeah, cuz there's been redemption to that. People like her now. And well, not her, but People like her era her. specifically. People like just... her as an actress generally, but I mean like 13 in that era. Good job. There's some episodes Yeah. You're doing good. Here. There's supposed to be yeah. some good ones. Yeah, I'll I'll watch some of the ones that are supposedly good, and maybe some of the bad ones too, and get an idea for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna be as fair as I can with Jodie Whittaker once we get around to her, because it's not her fault. It's not. No. It's it's Chris Chibnall's fault, and even then, yeah. he, he he tried. He did he did what he could. It's just he had moments. Yeah. Well, he um, did. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple couple pretty good on. ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. No you're problem. you're roboting a bit, Gabe. It's a scooby dear. There you go. Well, thank you very much for coming on. And yeah, no uh, yeah. everybody, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been uh, a Doctor Who fixations episode, hyper hyper in nature. Yeah. And uh, that's a big Al on Z for me. Uh, you got your favorite catchphrases, anyone? Gabe, you said Geronimo. I actually think Geronimo is a thing that Matt Smith should have said more often. He yeah. only yeah. says it like five times, and it's a charming catchphrase for him. It's it fits good. His, like, old man. It's better than the Fez, um, which isn't a catchphrase, but still. Um, what's what's Peter Capaldi's catchphrase? I don't think he has one. Yeah, it's just shut up. Don't be lasagna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it for me. Take it easy, I, folks. I won't take one from a doctor, but I'll steal one from a Daleks. Exterminate. I can't do the voice. There and uh, I'll I'll just round this out with a uh, time cock. Hell yeah! Thank you very much, folks. Penis. 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 Time cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I stopped, I stopped my record. Time cock is a real thing, by the way, in re- a real actual thing. Oh yeah. What is that? 
Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Does it look from a comic or something? It's a Bernice yeah. Summerfield thing, so you know. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. I uh. I was gonna say the the 